0: Have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. And named the
1: system. religions and ancient weapons are no match
2: for a good blast. Coming up on Alderaan, you may fire and ready.
3: Welcome to the Explosion Network's countdown of the Last Jedi podcast countdown podcast all around an explosion. Was that correct, Ash?
2: That was very, very accurate. That Thank was, you. Or that was shocking. Do you host? Also
3: known as the show we should have called Paul Cast and we fucked up. Joining me again is Ash. Has someone Fiona, taken that? As always. I swear Paul I Cast? suggested
0: Paulcast.
3: We did, but it's just, it didn't happen. You just, it was as good as any that, of my names either. It was, your names were too nerdy. The brand names
4: were just. I'm sorry.
3: And joining us this week, our first guest on Old Rain Explosion, special guest Buddy Watson.
4: May the force be with you. Thank you. Oh sir. God, he's kind. Of Star Wars. Look at look, he's, look at him just coming in with the, the, the straight.
3: May the force, force be with you, everyone. Uh, and that's it. That's to, that's, to, that's to
4: my contribution. You. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for <laughs> being great. Thanks for having me. Uh, that's all I know about Star Wars. Uh, see you next time. Play him off stage, right?
3: <laughs> it was great, great having you on uh, Review Culture. Check it out. Bye, buddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> for the record, there is I, a porg cast. Uh um, yeah. the first tweet is the seventeenth of October. So I assume they started after us. Motherfuckers!
0: I suggest. I think it was even me that suggested podcast.
3: Yeah. And then someone was like, "No, nah, it's
0: too on the nose," and I was like,
3: "Got outvoted on all the names."
0: Yeah, anyway. but your names were like, how can way I, too how, nerdy. how can I stop myself from getting a girlfriend quick? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's
3: a fucking Star Wars podcast and I'm getting told off for trying to come up with the names of the show that sound too nerdy. That name's too nerdy, Dylan. Fuck all of yous. Everyone on Explosion Network and get fucked. All right. <laughs> Let's, if you haven't listened to the show before, this is a weird point to jump in. Uh, you should probably listen. This is actually a podcast you should just probably listen to, your old episodes from one to however many we do, eight. Right, yes, eight, nine, and uh, Maybe. there's because episode it's the lead up to episode eight, so there will in fact be eight episodes. Good job on the maths, no there, promises.
4: Everyone.
3: Uh, this week we have watched Rogue One and a new A New Hope back to back, a big old like four hour sit on your ass stretch of Star Wars there. Mm. That was fun for everyone involved, and I assume. We'll get to this question shortly, but I'm going to assume everyone had a great time doing that. Uh, So we're going to talk about those two movies, and then we're going to talk about the, at the end of the show, after we get through both those movies in about six hours time, we will talk about the breaking Star Wars news from last week, which was that they announced a new trilogy of films. We'll touch on that, and we'll touch on the announcement of the TV show, and maybe briefly Battlefront, depending on if it's at seven and a half to eight hours, I don't know, depends how long we're going for. We'll just see how it goes.
2: Get your so, coffee.
3: <laughs> get your coffee ready, everyone. Uh, let's kick it off. General, to answer that question for me, did everyone just in general enjoy the back to back marathon? Because I think I was the only person that had done it before. I don't think, I think, Buddy, I saw on t- Twitter, Buddy had, hadn't watched Rogue One since it came out on Blu ray. And I know Kieran and Ash, I think he's both said you'd never done the back to back thing, but no. I'd already done it. And it's a great experience. Starting with you, Ash. How was it? I enjoyed Rogue One I think it's it's hard to watch Star War,
2: the original Star Wars right after Rogue One Just like, the, it hasn't aged great in comparison What are you saying? It's just very slow I mean, and Rogue One was very fast paced I thought So yeah, it was a very sharp contrast I thought Fair enough Yeah? Fair enough And just graphic Kira- I mean, Rogue One is a beautiful movie
3: yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the movie separately. K- Kieran, overall the marathon, how'd it feel?
0: Jarring, good but jarring. Like yeah. So
3: basically the same as
0: Ash. Basically the same as Ash. Yeah, oh, okay, oh, same
3: you same. were looking at me like I was talking crazy. No, I was <laughs> no.
0: just like, oh, you had the balls to do it. Okay, okay. Good. <laughs> I what have if a I friend. didn't say it? <laughs> <laughs> you would be like, oh, it was a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I perfect. had a wonderful time. <laughs> What are you scaring me for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. You had a you you enjoyed it as much as I did, didn't you? <gasps> didn't you? Yeah. <ya>? Didn't you? <laughs> okay, Dylan.
3: Pull's knife from back. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um how about you then, buddy? So I haven't I, I haven't seen Rogue One since the actual cinema viewing, not even the Blu-ray viewing. Um it was kind of also jarring, but not in the sense that it was jarring for Ash and Kieran. It was jarring in the sense that Maybe I didn't love Rogue One as much as what I thought I did, but then seeing A New Hope again got me really pumped up for the newer movies, you know, the new movie coming out. That's when I, you know, towards the end of Rogue One and and A New Hope, I was like, all right, awesome! This this is what I'm hyped about now. So,
3: Ooh, interesting. All right, so let's 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 kick it in. We'll start with Rogue One then. Um, you, I've watched Rogue One like four or five times since it came out on Blu-ray, I think. I think it's like my third favourite Star Wars movie. It's in my top three. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, so I feel like that's the complete opposite of Buddy. So I should probably just, we should probably just start with Buddy and uh, what are <laughs> your, like re-watching it, what were your biggest problems and stuff?
4: It's weird because after seeing Rogue One, I was so so p- ha, pumped to see it at the movies. Loved it when I saw it. Um, I think even when I did like a a rankings, you know, of all the Star Wars movies after seeing Rogan, it was really, it was quite high, but, um, maybe I was just on Star Wars fever on, on the, on the train of, you know, seeing Force Awakens that I was just probably craving more. It's, it's probably still quite high. It's definitely, you know, of course, let's say we see, it's higher than all the, um, the OG ones, but, um, oh yeah, sorry, the prequels, not OG ones, (laughs) prequels, um, OG prequel, <laughs> OG prequel, a prequel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but watching again, it's I don't know. It's it. You're gonna hate me for this. It kind of seems irrelevant, like story story wise. It's kind of retconned in, so I make maybe I me care less about it. Seeing it, like I don't know. It's a good movie, but yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> breaking my heart. I <laughs> know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it. I, I like it. It's it's good. For what it was, you know. It's it's Star Wars just more Star Wars in my life, but it doesn't it's not the Star Wars that you know like I'm craving, whereas I thought it was at the time. Um, Kieran. I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. Um I guess for
0: me watching it this time with a more once again, I'm saying this every week now that I'm watching them more analytically, just take that for granted whenever I talk for the rest of the podcast series. But um I guess it's very easy to see the start like the writers of rogue one fitting this story into like the jigsaw piece that was the star wars series like you it like you could very much see it's not like you're writing a normal story where you're kind of you start where you want and you finish where you want there's a very kind of set start and end points to the movie with certain things that have to happen or have to be explained again um which is yeah, kind of obvious because a lot of the, I think a lot of the things going into it, especially when we originally um, when you originally went to see Rogue One, I think the big question was, all right, how are they going to explain where all these characters went? Um, they're introducing so many new characters, how do they explain where they all went? And it's like that's because most of them die. And that's just they all die. They yep, they all die. Um,
3: <laughs> spoilers, by the way.
0: <laughs> spoilers. If you're listening to this, what okay, whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's that the fact. It's just the simple fact of they all dead. And you're like, oh, okay. I think that I think that's the answer. The, the answer for me that, that they're all dead is both a good answer and a bit of a bittersweet answer. That I'm kind of like, I wish there was. That little bit of, you know, this person... Like, even there's a bit of mystery over, like, one or two... Like, one person surviving or not might have been cool, but... um Yeah, that was my thoughts for the program. Fair enough.
2: Um, Ash? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, obviously. It's, like, it's like one of the most pretty ones. I mean, some of those It shots. is the most pretty. Yeah.
3: I think it's prettier than Force Awakens. I think it's shot way better than Force Awakens. Yeah. I mean, that beach battle, I mean, it, it's... Mm. Yeah. It's it's the most.
2: I was thinking it's probably the most green of the Star Wars movies, and then I remember the Battle of Endor. But yeah, I was uh, going to say Endor. <laughs> it's the most colourful. Yeah, yeah,
3: most colourful.
2: Yeah, and it it wrapped up the biggest plot hole in the entire Star Wars series. So why did they have that small hole in the in the Death Star? So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's genius.
3: And they explain it. As far as I'm concerned, they explain it. What like it's a it's. A well, there's motivation behind it, yeah, it's like it makes just, sense. Yeah, it's not like that's a weird thing that happens, it's like oh, that makes sense, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm just going to begin running down through all my notes and stuff. And if we get to a point in the movie where you got something to say on the scene, I've written down notes for you, I'll jump in as always. Um, the first thing I wrote down is uh, I remember watching uh, the prologue, the opening prologue before we get to the the rogue one thing, and the th- even watching that in the cinema day one. I got so emotional watching it. And this is, I think this is something I talked about. Like I did a a video on it when it came out. And I remember the reason I got so emotional and I still do watching the opening prologue thing is because, and this ties into last week with the whole extended universe material and stuff like that, is because I read that prequel book going into the movie. And I, as soon as I saw Krennic and Galen facing off against each other, I'd already read a book about like the 20 years history of their life. And those two staring at each other, I was just like boiling. Like, cause I already hated Krennic. I'm like, you're, a f- I fucking hate you. Cause I already know what he did to that family. And then I remember reading about people hating that prologue scene and how weird it was. And it, this is disregarding the, the, the only thing I hate about it is it does cut to the rogue one title. It does do that weird bit of music. And I still don't understand. It's just, that's, one of the worst parts of the movie it's like, and she gets to the hole, and then like one cut to twenty years later, It's like that was the weirdest transition I've ever seen in my life. But I remember people not liking the prologue scene because they're like, little girl, we see him, she dies. Like no one had the the feelings I had to it. Um, so does anyone else hate or love the opening prologue? because it's also basically what the prologue is is something in a Star Wars movie they would usually have text for. And they could have opened Rogue One with an opening crawl like Jyn Erso has escaped, blah, 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 Krennic after Galen Erso, they were on the planet, blah, 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 blah. But instead of having an opening crawl, they actually just show you what would be considered opening crawl material. Yeah. Um, does anyone hate or love this? Because it's probably what they're going to do with Han Solo as well.
0: I think it's one of those things where you just kind of have to like reserve yourself to the fact that this is something that you might not fully understand at the time just kind of sit in, strap in for the ride and learn what's going on. I it's one of those things and I you've met, it makes me realise this more and more being on this podcast with you, Dylan, is that I wish I had that prior knowledge that you have on it. Like I wish you had that kind of um that background noise, like knowing that information Because there's quite clearly a history between Krennick and um Galen. Galen um that is Quite um, important to the movie. So once again, it's it's that. So going back to that discussion we had last week about you know what stuff needs to be filled in and what doesn't.
4: Yeah.
3: Did you have something to say, buddy? You, yeah. Apart from you loved it, or
4: no? I really enjoyed it because it's a, it, it's after seeing all the other Star Wars movies and being used to the opening crawl to not have that and then to have that that kind of prologue bit. I know it cuts away to the title, but it was cool to see something different and kind of really set itself apart from the the main kind the of main the main storylines yep. that they're doing and really set it as a you know, standalone type movie that's extra. Yeah, standalone movie. So, yeah, I kind of enjoyed the, that aspect. The only thing I'd fix
3: is the transition. And to me, it's just like you put way more tamer music in the background then like this big like orchestral duh, duh. you just put like duh, 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 like a little like twinkly like and just fade mm. in fade out to a title kind of thing and mother just and got just, like, slayed for christ's better. sake <laughs> yeah <laughs> something i don't know it's just a really weird that's probably that's one of my least favorite parts of the movie though um next thing i wrote down a note about was uh when we first meet Cass- Cassian. Um. There, I just I every time I watch this scene, I'm like, it is so amazing that they have after spending so many movies with uh the rebels, always being like, we're the good guys and we do everything great and everyone's really nice and nice. They're like, here's this rebe- rebellion spy and he just shoots someone in the back and like he's completely it's the com- like complete sauce, opposite of not like a bad guy like the person he's yeah, getting info like from. They they add proper gray territory to the. The characters instead of because when Star Wars was first created, it was like Rebels, good. Empire, bad. And there was like no in between. Whereas now you've got these characters in Rogue One which are like Jin and Cassian, who are all these other characters are way more flimsy, like are they good, are they bad? Well they're good, but they're they float more towards Shades of, of Grey, yeah especially when you just shoot an innocent person in the back and just like, fuck you, dude, see you later, I'm just going to climb out of here with your limpy leg, <laughs> stuff like that. And um, Cassian's probably one of my, Cassian's one of the best characters in this movie, I think. Yep. He's so great. And um, I just, like, in that scene there, it's just like the, he's he's such a great actor too. What's that uh, mental blanking oh. other, no, the other guy's name? De- but, Diego Luna. Um, yes.
0: Diego Luna, Go thank you. Goddamn Diego Luna. He's, he's,
3: he's a handsome He's re- really, really good. And I love that scene um they're talking about the music too the i remember when it came out everyone complained about the score because they were saying it's like one of the it's like subpar for star wars territory on music and i wasn't like the biggest fan of it the first time watching it but it's grown on me since then and one piece of music that i love is the first time we go to Jeddah. the music the, the like the I don't know if it's like drums, like bongo drums or something like that, and like a horn that plays like it's this Jedi music. That's it's like Saw's music here with the get, the his part his, his group or whatever. It's like, mm. do like all that sort of stuff. That's great. And I don't know why everyone was hating on the score. I remember people saying it's like one of the worst scores of the year, and I'm like, you're crazy. One of the worst scores of the year of and the year.
4: Like that's that's of a big year, uh, That's crazy. It's like that's yeah. that's
3: pretty. Um, it's pretty, yeah, that's that's, that's rough. Just hyperbolic or something like that. That's everyone's just getting annoyed because they're used to a certain standard of Star Wars music and every yeah every every rewatch I'm like, it's not terrible. It's fine. Like it's you know, what everyone's problem is. Um, I <laughs> no talking about how much I love the cast. When we get to Bodhi Rook, but there's another character who's great. Like another character we haven't had in the movies as well. It's like a an Empire soldier who's switch to the, wants to switch to the good side and stuff like that. I'm just like, at rewatching watching it, I was just reminded how great all the characters are in this and the character types that we haven't got in Star Wars movies before. I guess this- it's
0: even the fact that, you know, some of these characters have less time than others to establish themselves and grow and, and they still do a fantastic job of doing it. Like, Bodhi doesn't have the most time. Like, Bodhi probably has... Maybe the out of the core group has maybe some of the, the hardest, least. like the least time to grow because of the whole, you know, Solgar era wiping his, like messing with his brain with that monster thing. Um, why did he do that? <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite confusing. I skip ahead a note and I do have
3: the borgollet is one of the worst parts of this movie. The borgollet <laughs> Whatever the fuck. It is, it is actually one of the worst. I, I don't understand why it's in there. Just to have Forrest Whitaker, they like they just want to play up how crazy Saul Guerrero it is. So there's book Bogogol, bok, take him to the it. What the fuck are you on about? It's just like that's one there's of the, some the extra scenes CG money. Uh, just forest. just take out that that five minute scene, okay? Just just take it out. It's not necessary at all. Like we, we want to show you there's more big monsters in Star Wars other than the ones you've already seen. I don't care. Like no. unless this is coming back in some meaningful way which it probably isn't I'm just like why are you fucking showing me this mm. at all um, what, I want to get everyone's opinions on the uh, like the when it comes up with the, the titles of the planets and stuff like that I love that that's one of my favourite parts about so this movie so useful
0: it, If it was useful yeah. except for they didn't do it for
3: they don't do it for Mustafa. they don't
0: do it for Mustafa and, I, and I, part of me just wanted it to just reassure me because I had the moment of that's Mustafa right and but it never came up, and I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna, yeah, it is. But I wish yeah. it would reassure me. That's
3: that's one of those annoying choices they made where they for that scene because they didn't want to give away where it is. Because I suppose if it come up Mustafa, people would have been like, oh shit, Vader! Oh shit, Vader! Because he wasn't in, in the their, trailer or anything. No. Yeah, they wanted to they wanted to keep that a secret up until the Vader reveal, I suppose. But when you, when you watch the movie your second time or third time, whatever, after your first time, and you know that's where it is, it does feel weird when every single other planet has had the title of it come up, except for you get the Mustafar, and it's just not there at all. It's like, yeah, but, okay, maybe this works the first time you're watching the movie, but after that just kind of feels weird to me. Um, this is, apart from, this is in line with the prequels, one of the only other movies where you get to jump around to a whole heap of different planets and stuff, because, like, the original trilogy, they go to, like, one, two planets, and it's, they're just like, here's your two planets of the movie and stuff like that. Uh, prequels, especially like episode three, there's like a scene there, especially when you're seeing all oh, the Jedi die. It's like, here's like a planet, here's a planet, here's a planet, here's a planet. And it's like a to- one of the only times in the Star Wars universe where you're like, look at all these really cool places. I wish I could go there. And you can, if you watch the Wars, the Clone Wars animated series, you can explore all those planets. But in the movies, we don't get to, to see many planets. Um, Rogue One is probably the movie where you go to the most planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you unless you like want to dis unless you want to count episode 3 with well, a couple seconds but um i just, i think it's very great how they're all varied and the like the one we first meet Cassian how it's like this weird like two meteors forming together like city type thing it's really great when you watch a sci-fi show and you're like i want to spend more time there and you don't get to i want to spend more time there but you don't get to and stuff mm-hmm. like that um <clears throat>
4: Just, just on that, I, re- I for, you know, episode three, I really enjoyed when they did that cutaway to all the different planets because I felt like later on in the movie it made sense what was happening, you know, Order 66 or whatever was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. But in Rogue One, it kind of frustrated me because it was at the start and it felt like it was very choppy. Like in this planet, all of a sudden we're in this planet, it was like a real quick, quick changes. That was one of my things that kind of annoyed me. Initially, like I kind of have got over it now in the second viewing, but I remember that being one of the things, you know, from when I saw it at the cinema. Was like, oh, we're jumping around too much too early. They kind of haven't got mm-hmm. haven't eased into their kind of the cadence of the movie yet. So, yeah, I think yeah. I, I
0: my thing I like it with it. Sorry, just shut up, Dylan, for a second. Let me talk. You've talked enough already, <laughs> mate. Alright. because um, I have a question. I guess it's I guess it's a <laughs> um I'm just uh, I guess the the planet that Soul's on, um which I can't remember the name of Did You of say Soul? S- S- soul? Sore. Sore. Sore? Yeah, Sol Goodman. Soul Goodman. Sore. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever <laughs> that person He's
4: selling he's selling car insurance.
0: Forest Whitaker. Sol Guerrera
4: birth. is on Jeddah. Is on Jeddah?
0: So mm. Jeddah. Do you think they did enough? Um, do you think they did enough for Jeddah to make it feel like a separate planet? Say because it's, it's a lot like Tatooine in a couple of ways, like you know, sand, desert land. You know, do they? Do they? Do you think they did a good enough job with making it have its own identity for the environment? Um, I do
3: because they got giant fuck off statues of. Jedi's laying in the sand and stuff. And that's I remember the first time I saw one of those the screen the image of that in one of the trailers. I lost my goddamn mind seeing that giant Jedi statue. And even seeing it in the movie. I'm like, oh my god, I love it too much. And then just having Jeddah City be there, be a place where they've got the temples with all the 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 kyber crystals and stuff like that. Like all that just separates it to me. In my mind, like all those details just it's not even the same as Tatooine. It's not even the same as Jakku. Like, all these planets that you could say are very similar because they, of what's on the planet, like, none, of, neither of those other two planets have... It's like, if, if you want to talk about Tatooine, I think of, like, Slaves and huts, because that's where the huts are and stuff like that. And Jakku is probably worse than both these other planets because it's got literally nothing and it's just, like, where people s- stop between places to trade and it's just, like, a whole bunch of fucking nothing where the Empire um, and the Rebels had pretty much their last big battle before it was all over. And that's probably what that planet's known for. So they, in my mind, they're all very separate, even though they look okay. the same. Anyone else have? Yeah,
4: I no? probably yeah, agree, they agree
3: with they that. Felt, Deep.
2: They felt different. Yeah. Sorry, Ash. Jetta felt Jetta felt more like India, maybe. Like it's a lot of people condensed in a really small area. Whereas like Tatooine and Jakku was like, maybe like in Egypt or something like that, where they it seems they're more spread out. It's not as densely populated. Yeah. It
4: felt like, yeah.
3: Yeah. Buddy.
2: Oh,
4: just saying, yeah, the, the detail makes sense. Just, I guess it's when it comes down to it's the aesthetic, like the sand, the sand, but when you, you know, you explain it like that, the details of, you know, about both, both of them. Yeah. It completely makes sense that they're yeah. Different I
3: suppose it's like if you if you think about older cities, like put in your mind like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, you know, like think of all the major cities in Australia. Mm. They're all look the same. Yeah, pretty much. Same. Long, no, Lonces doesn't look the same. Hobart, <laughs> sure. And then they um um compare like you, if you just look from an outset, they all just look like cities. They're greys, they're buildings, blah, 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 blah. But then your mind automatically starts being like beaches for this place or like, sh- sh- which are constantly changing weather for Melbourne or like, you know what I mean? Like you, your brain starts. What do you think I just said? I said no, beaches. No, not my,
0: I was confused <laughs> at like the little stroke you had where you were like, <laughs> <laughs> I was a fucking transformer.
3: <laughs> Friday the 13th here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so it's i think it's the same to me it's like if you just look at cities from an outset but your mind automatically set, separates them all from key features to to different cities even though for, for from a, from a viewing point they pr- pretty much are the same type of thing if you if you boil it down to just buildings and and cement mm.
0: which mm. they are you've just made me thought did you ever realize that the forest moon of endor is 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 a forest mm mm-hmm. it's amazing
3: yeah. It's also a moon. Yeah. You just you just described literally everything about it in your sentence. <laughs> Good job, Kieran. Well,
2: when you All think right. about it, most planets would probably be covered in sand. Like if they've got no yeah. life on them.
3: So Yeah. We got a whole bunch of sand here too. Some yeah, How to beaches. defend
0: yourself from Darth Vader? Cover your planet in sand.
3: Yeah. You the ultimate detector. He didn't go to Jeddah, did he?
0: Didn't nope. He didn't get a tattoo. Didn't go Did back to tattoo. You didn't land
3: tattle- on Scarif. Yep. Yeah. Think about all the planets like Palpatine's, like
0: Lord Vader.
3: <laughs> can you fucking take out the? Ra- nah, mate. Nah, <laughs> not Sad- that uh. one. Nah,
0: sand. of course. Sand <laughs> is boring. No
3: gets old in my suit. <laughs> <laughs> Heart, send me. Locks send me. my knees smooth. up. Well, good. That one does. <laughs>
4: Cloud City. Okay. No problems. Moving I'm
3: there. Um, my, my two favourite characters in this whole movie are the two, uh, Guardians of the Wheels, which are Chiriot Inu and Baz Malbus, who I really love, simply because, simply because they're two, they offer two characters into stuff in the Star Wars universe that I'm really interested in, which is the idea of people, uh, believing in and following the Force without actually being, like, Jedi or Force users. We get, like, a they've, they're moving into this territory weirdly because they did it at the start of uh, The Force Awakens as well with, I a mental blank on the character's name, but the old dude at the start there, who, he's, like, the head of or part of a church that believe in the Force, but they, they follow it and its teachings, but they're not, none of them are Force-sensitive. That's what all those people that are slaughtered at the start of The Force Awakens, they're all part of this following of the church. Force thing, and these two are also similarly just following this teachings and protecting the the book of the wheels in some way. And we don't know much about them, their history, their job, what they actually do for our history. If there's more of them, there's so many questions. And having characters that offer me heaps of questions just excites me because I'm like, I want to know more. I want to know more. This is really cool. And Chiriot, Chiruit. I can never say his name right. I'll probably never say it's like Chiruit, ch- 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 whatever. Um, funniest character in the movie. I had, I had to write down the, the one, the one line that makes me laugh every time I watch this movie, which is after they have the big fight scene and they with Jin and all this other sort of stuff, and then. The, uh, Saw Gerrera's men come in and they're, they're going to take him all away. <laughs> and he puts the bag over the head. and he Even just the way he delivers the line where he's just like, are you kidding me? I'm blind. <laughs> 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 it makes me laugh every single time. It's so good. Um, Donnie Yen's also like one of my favorite. He's um, great. M- martial artists, actor, p- people. That first active, fight scene active active where he remote.
2: takes out the stormtroopers is dope. Yeah. Is that like is the first... Sh- like martial arts we've seen
3: in Star Wars? or Yeah, like proper yeah. martial arts stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, Which is great. I was like, I remember mean, when they cast him, I was like, oh God, like the, are they trying to make him like a, a Jedi or someone using a lightsaber? Because I automatically just pictured him doing that stuff. And then when they announced he was a blind monk and I saw the picture of him with the stick, I was like, I can see this happening.
0: I can see how this is going down. I actually find his companion way more interesting than him. Baz Malbus? Mm, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just do. I think there's something like you know this his companion that he's looking after um, is, of course, the special snowflake of the movie. Kind of he's the um, he's got yeah this whole you know can see leads led by the force. Then you've got he, then you got Baz Baz Boz? yeah Baz Boz.
3: Well, I say Baz. I'm sure someone bass, says Baze, but guess what? We already covered bass. Star Wars pronunciations,
0: <laughs> however the fuck you want. <laughs> um, I guess for me, it's A, like, so he's a, is he a clone trooper or something to do with? Nope. Yeah? Nope. No, really? He always comes off like he is. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the nope. the actor. But um, to me, it's how did this guy get involved looking after this, you know, force-sensitive blind man. Well,
3: he, he used to be part of the church.
0: Yeah, I understand he used to be part of the church, but just this, like, they've got this very... Um, m- my favourite line between the two is... Um,
3: when he leaves the ship. When he leaves the ship and he's yeah. like,
0: I don't need luck because I have you. I have you. And, yeah. it's just and he like, stands up. And he stands up instantly and starts walking after him. It's... Um, it's, I think that's one of the most interesting almost relationships because like, it's almost a throwback to um, how the Jedis are and you don't get that um, that feeling anymore in like 4, 5, 6, um, even mm-hmm. 7. You don't get that, you know, there's the whole... The, the, in the prequels, there's like banter between um, either Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and um, Anakin and Obi-Wan and then it's just like these two friends that have grown old together. And I've clearly been through a lot together. That there's this relationship there that's rich and fulfilling, um, that I found really fascinating when I watched the movie. Yep.
2: Are there Does more stories have any... with them yet? Has somebody yep.
3: done stories with them yet? There's a book on them. Yeah. Yeah. Is there really? called.
0: I will. I'll find it. I can't it. remember. It. I can't remember the name of it. Son of a. <laughs> Why do we even what keep kind? you
3: around? Why do Sorry. we... Sorry.
0: Um, Can't
3: remember the name of all the books. Fuck.
0: If you're free uh, next week to be our Star Wars expert, please uh, <laughs> email send, an, us email. send an email. Send an email to... at explosionnetwork.com No, there's actually a... I'll set up a new email address. There's a better Star Wars nerd than Dylan at explosionnetwork.com Okay, um, we'll get on that. Just send us your video clips. Your video interview. Your video clips for yeah. this audio podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's I've got to be able to look at you. Dylan's actually pretty okay to look at, so
3: uh, yeah. I like how that's part of the, the voting process. Yeah. Um, anyone have anyone else have anything to say on these two while we're on them? Yeah,
4: how I like, like their inter- yeah, I like their uh the relationship. I'd, I'd, I'm kind of like Kieran. I'd like to know more about how that came together, and because kind of, it seems quite obscure that they are together. Not just you know we're a part of, you know we're a part of that church or whatever. So yeah, I like it. So, so what is Chiriot exactly? Like he's just
2: force sensitive, because
3: he could he's like, like, like f-
2: tell that Cassian wanted to go kill Galen Erso later in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like
3: he's he must be like the tiniest bit force sensitive. Tiniest. They bit. don't really. Maybe yeah. he lived near a tree. Well, he's not lift. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they haven't really explained that even in the book. They don't like cover like. Oh, by the way, I'm a little bit. I'm he's like ten percent. He's got a lot something. of
2: midi
0: in him.
3: Yeah, like I've got them ninety-eight midi chlorians or how? Could they do
0: like a midi transplant?
4: No, yeah, that's yeah. Darth that Vader road. does a yeah. blood, like a blood transplant. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what's in his chamber, his healing chamber.
3: God, just midi Midichlorian everywhere in bath water. So, water? He
2: could have used them as a blood bank for all the stormtroopers. Then all the stormtroopers oh have Jedi powers.
0: Oh
3: my god. god. I so hope they measure midi calorians in the last Jedi. By the way, that's one of my hopes. Just so it annoys so <laughs> many people. I just want, I can't. I can't wait for the news stories if they do. <laughs> Luke pulls they out this
2: device it. and is uh, a yeah. looks over Ray. He scans yeah, Ray. Yeah.
3: It's huge. Yep. Don't. Eat, doesn't even say midi calorians and it'll still piss people off because they'll know what it is. They'll just have flashbacks. Episode one. There'll be people in the cinema like. Fuck. <laughs>
0: and then they bring Gungans back. <laughs>
3: yes. Please do bring
0: Gungans back.
3: Jar, Jar has a J- Jaja didn't have a great end to his life. So
4: in the fanfic um, universe, I'd love it for the the not have a Mediklorian counter, but only the Gungans can sense them. So they have to bring the Gungans back to to sense it with their make that
3: canon. Just make that canon exactly. Good
4: idea, hundred percent.
3: Just do it. I want to see it be a thing. Uh, <laughs> So one of my one of my favorite things every time rewatching these movies, and the best thing about rewatching Star Wars movies, with the constant, the one of the best things about rewatching Star Wars movies for me personally, by keeping up with the books and comics and all that sort of stuff, is rewatching stuff where I've read a new book or comic or something that's tied into it. And since in Inferno Squad, which is the prequel Battlefront book, um, it's basically about diversio's squad infiltrating the remainder of Saul Guerrero's group and trying to take them down. And so when we first enter Saul Guerrero's hideout, whatever you want to call it, and there's that shot of the camera just following through just like panning around the room showing all these different characters faces and all this sort of stuff. Having recently read that book, I the whole time watching it, I'm like fuck, are any of these, the like, the characters that I've met? And now I need someone to tell me. So I started tweeting at, like, the Star Wars story group people in the middle of watching the movie, like, can anyone confirm or deny if any of the characters in Inferno Squad are in this room? And it's not important, and it won't change anything about the movie, apart from the fact that if I do rewatch it, they're like, I'll be able to go, oh, that's such and such. And they, in the book and its thing and its stuff, and... Once again, I'm just reminded why I like Star Wars so much in the moment with the whole connected EU because that's the shit that get that's the shit I love. People are like why does canon matter? It doesn't really, but having these cool connections, if you get into it like I do, it's just really like it's a really good feeling. Like when you're like, oh, they could be the all oh, the the things and the oh, it's just so exciting and I love it so much. And I feel like every week we have to talk about well, like what should be in, in extended EU and not sort of stuff and that kind of conversation comes up anyway but this is just one of those moments where it's like it wouldn't affect the movie at all if they told me but it would be really cool for the people that've read the book and stuff like that to have to be like that guy was that person in the book and you're like oh, I get to know what they actually look like now with I see Kieran the whole time is just like I was oh, shaking my now. head cuz you
0: continue <laughs> to amaze me but uh, <laughs> just I guess do you when I remember watching back I don't know maybe you've read into it more Dylan previously but when I originally watched the trailers for Rogue One and then went into Rogue One I expected um, Saw Gerrera to be a bigger part of the movie than he actually was were you expecting him to
3: I thought he would have about the same level of part but I didn't think they'd like kill him off I didn't think they'd kill him
0: yeah because there was some stuff I felt like it was wasted like he had the really cool he's like really cool like I think. the second in charge, like thing. the weird-looking alien dude with the, um, the face thing. I don't know. It's hard
3: to uh, two two tubes.
0: Yeah, two tubes. He was really cool, and I was like, he kind of did nothing.
3: Yep. He got an action figure.
0: <laughs> he got an action figure. <laughs> of course, he did.
3: <laughs> he did. Um, no, Saw is a is another like interesting part of the movie, of course, because it's the first time they've taken a character from extended universe. They took a character from the Clone Wars animated series and brought him in as a live-action version. And this is something I can see happening probably in the continuing movies. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something like this happening in the Han Solo movie because it's just old things working together. And I love it, personally. Um, when, they, when, they, when I was like, that's Saul Guerrero, I was like, fuck, that's really cool. Um, how, did, how did everyone else feel about this like, when they knew? Did it affect the movie at all for anyone, buddy? It's Saul Guerrero. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I thought it was kind of yeah, I didn't I thought it, I was kind of expected him to be in the movie a lot a lot more than what kind of built up, especially casting Forrest Whitaker, like such a yeah. I guess a prominent actor in that role, and then to kind of have it end premature is like wow, what was your what was your purpose in this kind of really so for the prequel yeah, I I...
2: movie to Rogue One
4: <laughs> Sorry? It's not gonna happen. We're gonna get the prequel
3: st- movie to Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, they have stuck him in like six episodes of Star Wars Rebels at this point. With like, For- so Forrest Whitaker, sh- Forrest Whittaker, yeah, it's, it's him. Does so he have a I presume when eye? they signed him. No, yeah, I think he does. I can't. Yeah, I yeah. presume. Did so. they explain? It's, how he's, he's, he's actually Forrest really Whittaker, good. Yeah. Like I give the reason they cast such a good actor to play the role is because I think they wanted so- the, someone to do these Rebels episodes before. Because in Rogue One, Sora is playing um. Forrest Whitaker is playing Saul Guerrero, completely batshit crazy. Like He's he's basically off the ladder at this point. In Rebels, it's like a couple years before this point. He's still crazy, but not as crazy. And Forrest Whitaker is like a good enough actor that he was able to Tony, dial it yeah. back for the performance. And I remember the first episode of Rebels he was in, I was like, fuck, I'm so glad they got him to do this because straight away I could tell he was toning it back from what his performance was in Rogue One. And I just appreciated that quite a lot for that character it's like a good arc to have him sl- to get worse and worse as the time gets closer to Rogue One um, but yeah uh, Ash do you have anything on Sol Guerrero? it was cool was like I, a liked he <laughs> I liked that he had asthma I liked that had asthma, had asthma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the real reason that he uh, he died is because he dropped his inhaler and he couldn't find it and he couldn't run away yeah all, all, that, all that sand, sand covered sand. him was just coughing <laughs>
3: His suit's interesting because it's basically like a Vader suit without the, like, the full It's thing. like a junker. Like he's lost, it's a, junk he's lost a leg and everything like that, so it's, like, mm. it's getting there. And he's got the breathing apparatus, but he doesn't have it on constantly. Like He has to pull it out, whereas Vader's is built into the mask and stuff, obviously. Are there more Saw Era books? No, but they should put one out. Yeah. I'll read that shit. I'll read anything, let's be honest. Um, talk, let's talk about another one of the, the big controversies or like people love to hate it, which is the, the and stuff. And every, I personally think it's it's fine. Like, it, watching it, especially, I swear, I noticed it a lot more watching it upwards to 4K on my TV than I ever did watching it in the cinema. And, like, a lot closer or something like that. The CGI sticks out a lot worse than I remember ever seeing it in the cinema. And I saw it twice in the cinema. And every time I've watched it on Blu-ray, it's been way more noticeable. I love all the scenes between Krennic and Tarkin. And I love their their arcing story in this and their history and how those two are like very different types of leaders inside the, the Empire mm. and stuff like that. Um, I think the CGI and the facial capture is... It's it's good enough to be passable. And the I think the part that makes it passable is they got a good actor to do Tarkin and the mannerisms and the voice and stuff like that. Yeah. And that gives it a tick. Does anyone else love it or hate it, buddy?
4: I, I, I pretty much agree. It was good enough to kind of... Make it work. I found it a little, yeah. a little bit more noticeable when you, of course, when he first rocks up, but then he has an appearance later on in the movie, and it's almost I don't know because if it how the scene was and what how the background lighting was or you know what was in the background, but later on in the movie it kind of just gelled a bit more than what it did initially. So yeah, good enough. Kieran, I am.
0: Um, I actually think the movie. Really benefits from having that character in it. The CGI wasn't amazing. Like, you could tell it was CGI, but it still it enhanced it. Like, there's not there's not a bigger fuck you moment than, you know, after the, testing the Death Star on um, Andraku <laughs> for Jeddah. Uh, Jeddah. So I keep getting the two mixed up. They're both Jason. God damn it. Um, after saying. testing the Death Star on Jeddah and then being like, Krennic, great job, but uh, this is now mine. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the biggest fuck you ever. So, um, yeah, I think the movie's improved by that kind of... I just wish there was more... I wish there was more Darth Vader and him stuff. What, Darth I, I need Vader to, and Tarkin? Uh, yeah, Darth Vader and Tarkin, because that um, I know there's a really interesting relationship there and I was hoping to see that more in a movie. Um, you can read the book, I Tarkin, can, to get I can, of that read by James I can read the book. By James Luceno. I can read the book. But I was I was hoping there would at least be some of that in this movie as well. Yeah. We need to get a Ash, book
2: sponsorship just so. Yeah. yeah.
3: Fuck. I if I some if we get the sponsorship, and I don't have to pay for Star Wars books anymore. Life sorted. Ash, what do you <laughs> think of Tarkin? I think
2: it worked fine. I mean, especially watching it back to back. I mean, it looked pretty solid. It looked pretty similar to the actor, so they did a pretty solid job. But yeah, yeah. I think it worked. I think the character was. I think it would have been just as jarring if it had been played by another actor. So, yeah, that's that's. Probably I think a good it was a, like if they, no they, if they just
3: win. yeah like a similar looking actor, but you could tell straight away it wasn't him. Yeah. Everyone would just be like, "You shouldn't have had him in the movie anyway." Just like fucking so it's, yeah, no, it's just like one why didn't can't. you do
0: it with CGI? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah they,
3: they probably couldn't have pleased everyone. That's true. They probably um, could have way, uh,
2: not done the princess layer at the end. Is anything? Yeah,
3: that's the probably the worst one. That's like yeah. where they they're like can't be fucked putting as much effort in as we did for all those Tarkin <laughs> scenes. So we, we won't. And the movie's gonna be out in a couple months, so
0: eh. hey, guys, but working it's... on Battlefront two. Can we have your character model for a second? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's Pretty much what <laughs> it looks like.
3: Um, one of my favourite scenes in the movie. Is the gin scene where she gets to see Galen, like the Saw delivers the mm-hmm. the hologram thing, and he can give me the thing. Because a, I love Mads Mikkelsen; he's one of my favorite awesome. actors. He's amazing, and one of the biggest disappointments disappointments to me of this movie was I didn't get as much Mads as I I wanted in my life, and I can probably never have enough Mads to be honest. I also think that it's just a really emotionally powerful scene, and it's it. I love what it does to Jin. Like, when Jin collapses at the end of it after watching it all, it's just a really great scene. But it also is the scene that in a a minute or a half to two minutes has Galen fill that hole that Ash was talking about before, like the plot hole of the thing. And they explain it in such a way. It's like, we call it the Death Star. And it's the, we've got a hole. I've built a hole in the system, blah, blah, blah. I remember sitting in the cinema the first time watching it and just being like, oh, makes sense. Like it's yeah. it's the, at this moment that you in the cinema or watching it. If you wait until VOD or Blu-ray to watch the movie, it's at this scene that you either go, "That makes sense," or "Fuck, that sh- that's like such a shit excuse for why there was a hole in it." But I think most people like
0: liked the the reason given. I guess it was they? the it was the almost the best possible reason they could give for it to be there. Yeah, um, like you had to. It was. It's kind of like you either accept that answer or you accept that whoever designed the Death Star is a terrible, terrible person.
4: Yep. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. yeah pretty pretty much agree. Out of out of all the things that they kind of try and retcon in in this movie, that you know whether they're relevant or not, and whether you have to see them and how important they are to a New Hope, this is the the absolute main hundred percent one that you know absolutely needed to be answered and deserved to be there. So yeah, I liked it.
3: And Ashley you've already said you liked it, yep. so we don't hear about the, we don't hear from you Don't anymore. need to hear my voice. Don't need to hear me, anything I should yeah, say. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, another scene that I, re- I really love is the battle above Scarif for several reasons. Number one, it's the, the best ba- space battle scene we have in Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, number two, it also offers a really fantastic scene where you have all these new ships and characters come flying in, and they've got new actors and new footage of them all playing, and then they've incorporated this footage from New Hope from deleted scenes and stuff like that. To have the squadrons from that movie appear, and it all just moves seamlessly. And then, if you're also an animated fan, they stuck the ghost, which is the ship from Star Wars Rebels, in there as well. So there is a quick couple seconds where you have... New actors playing new characters, old actors that are dead um, playing old characters, <laughs> and then there's the animated shit. And it's just, like, this really, like, cumbersome collective scene of here's everything that's new and old and just everything Star Wars coming together, and um, it's really great. And then you get into the space battle, of course, which is, I think, fantastic, seeing all the ships flying, trying to take down the thing. And you get proper space battle stuff, and then you get proper, like, uh, the above- on ground and combination. It is the best. And that's what they wanted when they sold that mo- this movie to us. It was always pitched as, this is a war movie. This is a war movie. And you're watching through most of the movie where you're like, I get like the gritty feel of it kind of being set during a war period, which it is, um, from Jin and everyone kind of stuff like that. But we hadn't got to a proper war scene until the end of the movie. And when we get to the Scarf Battle, it is like a long half an hour or more proper war Battle scene, and I think it's fantastic, uh, yep. buddy.
4: Yeah, it's really reminiscent of um, Return of the Jedi. How they're having the space battle up top; and they've kind of got their yeah. objective, and you know, <clears throat> rebels have their objective as well on Endor. So yeah, it's one of the, yeah, it's the high it's it's the highlight of the movie that last half an hour. I think this yeah the the, the pay the payoff of everything else that's come come before that. So I think that totally makes the movie worthwhile. Well, I know for me because I don't you know don't consume any of the extended universe stuff and for me this is just extra star wars it's just like a it's kind of like a treat really it's not essential to building anything important that happens to new hope for me cuz you've viewed that before already um but yeah that like you said it's a war movie this is the payoff and it's yeah, it's brilliant
0: Karen I guess um I really love this scene. I love the whole that half an hour. My favorite things about it are like some of the smallest details, though. Like they had the, even though it was a tiny bit on the nose, and I wish it'd been like maybe hidden just a little bit more. I really liked the um, the character that was um, Luke's call sign dying, and then so there yeah. is that space for him um, in the Death Star battle. That's cool. I like that. My second is something that. I guess I find in. The, I've always found spaceship designs really interesting in Star Wars because yeah. they're so well thought of, they're so um, interesting and diverse, that it had never occurred to me before watching Rogue One that they had built a spaceship that was just built to frickin' ram shit. Yeah. That was like, it. like, <laughs> yeah. like the most, like, you know, we have lasers, we have rockets, we have missiles, we have all this shit. We're just gonna yeah. charge into them and ram it. And it's not even yeah. like the crew that is piloting that ship... It's not even like it's like a suicide like, you know, if he's made it, it's just That's like their a job. <laughs> it's like just like a normal, like proper like prim and proper, yeah. like proper rebel setup and everything. It's not like some crazy guy is going, yeah, we're gonna charge into him. It's just Japanese literally designed.
4: Yeah, like it's <laughs> just literally
0: just literally normal rebel soldiers piloting this ship to crash into another ship. Which I think is fantastic and I really enjoyed that um, that, that sequence, sh- yeah. That sequence in the movie, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
2: Uh, ash yeah it just fit so well perfectly like all the different levels of the of the fight so it it paid off i mean it's beautiful so it's,
3: beautiful it's beautiful it's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're getting getting into like the big build up the the last of the the last bit of the scarf scene which basically i consider the last the finale of scarf to start at the moment when jin begins climbing up that structure And where she has to do like the weird jump through the the, the doors that are constantly closing, so she doesn't chop her legs off. Thing there's like a point where the music starts to kick in, and it's my second favorite part of music. And it's like the din, 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 din. It's like this really like tension building piece, and this is when Jaws starts closing. I was gonna say that sounded like Jaws. It's well, it's probably every piece of music's probably ripped off from Jaws. Let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, um, it starts to swell. So yeah. we, yeah, we get uh, we get this build up through uh, Jin climbing up this up towards the tower, and then we start getting into all the the characters dying one by one. You know, Bodhi dies to a grenade being thrown in. Uh, Chirut dies Chir- to the death, uh, death troopers, and so does Baz, and all this sort of thing. How does everyone feel about? Like this because they pretty much they didn't like randomly kill off one character like 20 minutes before, like at the start of the battle and just like spread them all out. It's pretty much a dead, 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 yeah. dead, dead. They kind of just go knock knock him off one by one. And this is the true suicide squad movie of the year, which was the joke, but it is true. Um does it does it hit people? Is it kind of boring to watch? Did do, do you remember getting, especially the first time watching it, do you remember getting like any emotional attachment to any of the characters that when they were died, you actually got a little bit sad about any of them? Or was it kind of like, because you knew they were probably going to die, you never got attached to any of them watching the movie? I, I guess think was, yeah, okay. As soon okay. as okay. K2SO K2 died. He's all bad.
0: As soon as K2SO
2: di- so died, oh man, I was heartbroken.
3: <laughs> Ash is like, I can't <laughs> handle my heart's breaking. There's Let me robot. talk about K2SO. <laughs> <laughs> when
2: well, that robot died... <laughs> And he and Jin just got, like, nice to each other. Yeah. she gave him a pistol. Ha- she
3: handed him a gun. Yeah. That was it? So that was the one? Yeah. The, 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 well, that, the damn that, robot? That's like, the, oh. The this, ex-Empire He's going to die,
2: everybody else is going to be fine, and then they all die. So I think it was, like, maybe the third or fourth one, in you're like, oh, shit, nobody's going to live through this. Yeah. So,
4: yeah, it was great. Buddy? Uh, not, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really get too emotional because I kind of assumed that everyone was just going to die. There was no other real way anything... It was going to happen. You couldn't leave loose threads, you know. Why didn't they pop up in A New Hope? Why didn't this happen? Um, so for me... And, and I didn't get too attached to them in that movie as well. Maybe maybe because I always knew that was going to happen in the in the end, but... You're protecting yeah. yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, protecting <laughs> my feelings. Yeah. Uh, Kieran? Uh, mine's
0: changed... Because I remember the first, the first two times I watched this movie, once in the cinema and when I got the Blu-ray, it was the deaths of uh, Baz and uh, Chirrut or halfway saying his name. Yeah, Chirrut or however the name is pronounced. Um, It was their deaths because I really enjoyed those characters the most, and I think um, like Chirrut's deaths. Really interested, but I can't help, like, I almost make myself laugh every time it happens. Like, I feel really bad for it because I always imagine him hitting the wrong switch on that. <laughs> um. <laughs> I always imagine him hitting the wrong one or something. You're a um, terrible person. I am a terrible person. Um, but, um, but, and then, you know, Baz's reaction after his death, um, I felt was really, you know even though you'd only known these characters for so long, going back to the point of you could really tell that there was a strong relationship between the characters um, really showed through. But on this watching, um, Bodhi's death really sucked. Yeah. For, like, mm. when I was watching it, and I don't know why I never really... For some reason, I remember Bodhi going out in a blaze of glory for some reason. But no, He kind
3: of does, because he basically saves the no, day no, and then dies.
0: No, no, but he does the communication... And then I can remember him like for some reason like shooting the turret of the ship for like at a bunch of stormtroopers and I don't know why I do, and and then there's just yeah I've just made Fucking up making I've making up <laughs> scenes in my head, and then it was just a no some random stormtrooper threw a grenade in there and he died because of it it's like,
2: shit like a real war.
0: Yeah, like, it wasn't even, like... Like a real It war. wasn't, like, some amazing heroic death. It was it was just, you know... Shit got fucked.
3: Yeah. Um, I, Chirrut, Chirrut and Baz are the only two that I remember in the cinema the first time being like, oh, shit. They were the only two characters I thought had a chance of living solely because they weren't part of the rebellion. So I'm like, they could survive and... You'd never, they could just fuck off to some other part of the galaxy and they would have never had to explain where they were because they, mm. I would have been like, that's fine, but they killed them off. Um, the only of it, and the scene that did get me the first time watching it as well was seeing Jin and Cassian just like, because it's like this kind of disgustingly beautiful blast type thing, like like a nuke bomb coming off in the distance and those two. One thing I really hated was people... I kept reading online people being like, oh, why did they suddenly start, like, getting into each other at the end of the movie? Like, I'm like, what? Like, just because they're hugging in the moment of death, like, all of a sudden they were like... There was this sexual tension that people were seeing that I wasn't. I'm like, why can't they just be hugging... The two remaining people into their their death. I found it really weird. I think I for wise? me,
0: the scene that confused me about where their relationship was at, is if they were trying to suggest a romantic connection or not. Was the scene just before that in the um, elevator? In the elevator with like the they're just looking they... at each other. Yeah, they're just looking at each other. That's that's the scene that got kind of um, like that. Just you could interpret that. Yeah, you can interpret that different ways. Like, yeah, it is a solemn moment of you know, hey, we know we're gonna die. Um, yeah.
3: Well, that's what I took it yeah, as. Yeah, like, but we're could... about to die. I hope you realize that. Like, it's just like looking like you know what's happening,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're about you... to die. When <laughs> you
3: we're about to die, let's make out. That's yeah,
4: that's right. That's, nope. what was...
2: <laughs> 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 that's what everybody else in the cinema was thinking. That was is thingy. that what
3: you do, Ash, if you're about know. to die? I guess. Whoever's closest to you, hey. Hey girl, guy, what if you're into?
0: <laughs> I, I wanna see this happen now.
3: <laughs> no, you wanna see the world end? No, oh, I wanna goodness. see
0: like Ash in this position of the world ending. <laughs> God uh. um, Talking about
3: <laughs> Talking about like uh beautifully poetic, I love the there's the shot where Cranic is looking up at the Death yes. Star and Tarkin's like looking down, and even though they aren't directly looking at each other, it is Amazing because they're basically looking at each other. He's getting killed by Cranek's getting killed by the weapon he spent his whole life obsess, obsessing over. That's killing him. And then we know, watching that movie, that only a while to, a while later, Tarkin, due to his complete idiocracy, to like believe in the the possibility of there being uh, a a malfunction in the, the Death Star or whatever, he also dies in the weapon he spent most of his life obsessing about. And it's just... I think it's this really great moment. And the way they shoot it with them looking down and looking up at each other, recognising, like, Krennic recognising that Tarkin's probably staring down at the planet about to kill him and stuff like that. It's this... Yeah, I think it's, like, one of my top uh, shots from the the thing. And their, their relationship, I find, really interesting. And if you can... I. I hate saying, honestly, like, read the books, but uh, you can get more about their relationship from the the prequel novel and stuff like that, and they basically just hate each other's guts so much because it's like, one's a a war, like a a war general type dude trying to take on stuff, and the other one's very much a, like, book person, like, good at at organising stuff and whatever, but not a military head, basically. Who's super obsessed with the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that the the, the
2: the actual firing of the Death Star beam was like shot for shot the exact same as in The New Hope. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Oh, cool. the,
3: the attention to detail to make sure everything feels like a New Hope and in Rogue One is one of yeah. its major pluses. Because even though it looks newer, feels like different, especially when you're watching Back to Bat. But like shots like that and the way certain stuff plays out and the sounds and everything like that, of course, is just. That's the part that makes you feel like you're you're back in that era, mm. I guess. Alright, unless anyone has anything else to say, we're going to jump onto the the last scene of the movie. I have two which...
0: super quick points to make yep. sure that we spend an hour on this one movie. <laughs> 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 um, one, did R2-D2 and C-3PO really need to be in this movie? No. Nope. Their their little cameo was the most annoying thing in the world. Nope. I was like, I hate it. Yep. I, like, I didn't Stop. feel like mentioning it, but yeah. Two... Is Leia's um, timeline or Leia's, like, location really confusing? Because for some reason I thought she was on Alderaan, but... No, I'm because guessing... her dad goes and gets her. Yeah, but yeah. but she must be on Endor because, um, because then she's on the ship with R2-D2 and C-3PO.
2: Yeah, she's on a what? diplomatic mission.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but did that I thought she was right, so are we saying she was already on Endor, she wasn't on Alderaan.
3: She's not on Endor, no one's on Endor. But C three Why do you say Endor? Yeah.
0: You're talking, right? you talking about Yavin.
4: Yavin, Pardon? You're talking about Yavin. Yavin. Sorry, Yavin, not Endor, sorry. <laughs> oh god. Like what the fuck? Did I did I miss something pronunciation no, in style
0: the two, was, does matter a little sorry, bit? Sorry, sorry audience. Those,
3: <laughs> those aren't uh her droids. Those droids were probably brought there by her father.
0: Okay. But her father had already left.
3: Not so. Sorry? You can just leave them there. <laughs> They're just like, here, leave him to help. they probably also... Those... Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to work it out for you so it makes sense. He leaves. The, the droids are left with Wedge. <laughs> and not... No, not Wedge. Antilles, but not Dantilles. There's two characters called... Like, there's one on the ship. And then there's the one. It's just really confusing. We don't need to talk about the. There's Star Wars made a really weird decision to use character names twice for different characters, main characters, and it becomes really weird. And just like why wouldn't why can't you just name different characters different names instead of using the same fucking name? Um, but he was probably left in charge of the droids because he's the captain of the the ship that she's on, basically. So if he was if he was left at Yavin Four when when he. Yeah, okay. We're just gonna.
0: Work. <laughs> <laughs> you see my point though; it's convoluted. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: it's convoluted, but you can work it out if you like think think it makes sense. If you, if like, you force he, he it, to like... make sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not forcing it. It's just like all right, putting on dots Let's together. Let's have some. Hope. Um. So the, the only last scene to talk about, and I don't think there's much to say because everyone everyone here's probably screamed about it enough. It's a scene, even if people hated Rogue One, pretty sure everyone loved the Vader scene. Yeah, of course. And that's like yeah.
0: Yes, it's like no. one of
3: the greatest Star Wars scenes ever, and it's it seems the first time you watch it, it seems like it's a lot longer than what it is, and then when you yeah. rewatch it, you're it's like, that, like, oh, that scene's only thirty short. seconds. Yeah,
2: it's not long at all. It's just one yeah. hallway.
3: I thought it was like several. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but get smart. All I want the only I'm, I used to hate the idea. People would be like, "Vader solo movie," and I'm like, "No, I don't care about a Vader solo movie." If you do a Vader solo it's movie, in but make it from the points of like a Rebels on like a base and make it like John Carpenter's The Thing where Vader's the monster and it's scary <laughs> and it's basically <laughs> constantly shot like that, I'm fucking in.
0: <laughs> I'm only... Like, the only reason I'm not a huge fan of that scene is because... And I know people have gone out of their way afterwards to try and explain it, but I don't like the... The difference in Vader from that scene to the to the opening scene in New yeah. Hope, I know it's based on I know it's because of the age of a New Hope and everything, but the difference in like the character movement and everything is super jarring. Or even yeah, well they yeah yeah even
2: in a New Hope, the first thing you see is the stormtroopers come through, whereas in at the end there it's obviously Vader going in headfirst. Yeah yeah so
3: there's there's I think there's some things they can't even but, try and reckon, and it's just
2: like. Yeah. we got to put this cool Vader thing in. We just have to.
0: Because I asked this online when when it originally came out. And people were like, oh, well, you see, it had been so long since he'd been in his chamber that he was running low on power. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay.
4: His stamina wheel had run out. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
3: All right. So let's, on that note. Let's jump into New, York, New Hope then. <laughs>
4: yeah. uh,
3: so the, uh, the first thing I want to do is give a shout out to, in case anyone wonders, there is like a couple minutes. that The, the only time between Rogue One and New Hope is about two minutes. And in... Uh, Is there a story a telling us what happened in the yes, two minutes? From a from a certain point of view, the Star Wars sh- short story book. Which, <laughs> by the way, when this episode goes live, uh, we're giving away a copy of that book, so you can go on our fucking social media stand to that. copy. Can I have it? Yeah. And no, yous are all fucking out. Of what about Buddy? Is he allowed um, to win it? No, I don't want maybe, it. I don't know, <laughs> if he wants to, <laughs> he, just, um, he doesn't read. There's there's a short <laughs> yeah there's a, there's a short story in that book. I think Gary Witter wrote it. I'm pretty sure Gary Ritter wrote it and it basically just covers the the two minutes between them and it's it's not like big eventful but it's just like a nice like tension piece of people being like what the fuck, what the fuck, what the hell Vader, oh my god, oh our ship got shot once, like uh, they try to explain like why they break out of hyperspace, it's like oh they got one shot off against us before we entered hyperspace and they, like destroyed our hyperspace drive and we we dropped out and then they they're so close to Tatooine, and Leia's like, "Oh, we'll go. We're gonna make it." And then all of a sudden, Vader ship pops out of hyperspace, and they're like, "We're fucked." <laughs> <laughs> that actually and brings up that's something it, I wanted that's to the talk
2: about. How does spe- yep. hyperspace work? Do because, mean? like, like- in, when, in when they're flying out of Jeddah, he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I haven't done all the calculations." And Cassie's like, "Fuck it." Because you have to jump, have like- them like- And then Han Solo's like, "Oh, we can't jump until we figure out all the calculations." Even
0: though, like, you're moving at quote unquote hyperspeed. Like at you can Hypers- still hit stuff. At light speed, you can still hit shit. Like, you see, there was, like, ships when Darth Vader's ship appeared, ships crashed into it as they went into a hyperdrive yeah. because all of a sudden yeah. it came out. That's why he was, yeah.
3: So, like- in Episode 7 where Han just goes into hyperspace in the middle of fucking nowhere and somehow doesn't die... Uh, that's, that was like a 0.5% chance of them surviving that, basically. Or like or, when he like, crash I don't lands exact on the planet. Yeah, or when he crash lands on the planet. Like, these are all very Han Solo things to do where he is just lucky as old fuck until he's not lucky and he fucking dies. And Spoilers. But they're, they're very like
4: Han Solo uh, things. I don't know, that, know if that had luck
2: yet. Yeah, it had anything to do with it. Yeah, I don't know. Just, it was <laughs> unlucky it. that it hit a vital organ.
4: Um, Have you seen Sliders, so- Ash? Have you seen the TV show Sliders? No, I haven't. No, well, it's it's kind of like sliders. Once they get the portal, that they, they just jump into the portal and they arrive in a different parallel universe. They don't get to choose. They just bang hyperspace. Yeah, okay. yeah we got close enough.
3: Um, <laughs> people, I think when the I think when the original movies came out, hyperspace people thought was like an instantaneous black hole thing. Like you go, and then like a second later, you're like yeah, yeah, the other side. Like like a gate type system, but it is you're in hyperspace, but if you've got long distances of space to travel, it's still going to take you hours or days or whatever. It's not an instantaneous travel um, speed. And when they're like plotting the courses, it is because they have charted maps that everyone, I presume everyone has access to. Like it's just local, it's just knowledge you get with ships that show you what directions are pointing for hyperspace routes Mm. and stuff like that. And in the Star Wars universe, there is parts of space that is just called like uncharted space and there are, like, characters in the books that go exploring that, and that's considered dangerous, I suppose, as it would be to, like, an Indiana Jones exploring a, a cavern that's uncharted or something like that, where it's not mapped out because it could be dangerous. And people, people go out there to try and map out the unknown regions of space, but most people won't travel out there because you're, you, you could run into anything, or if you had to, if you got so far out and you had to make your way back and you tried to use hyperspace, you might hit something and crash or all sorts of things, So. That's the hyperspace, I guess. It's it's something. All right. So, starting in New Hope, the, the the thing that's really cool after watching uh, Rogue One before it is I love the, when you get to the last paragraph in the New Hope opening crawl, where it's like, uh, rebel spies have just blah, 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 escaped the thing, the thing, and you, you read that paragraph and you're like, I just saw that. That's a, that's, that's a thing that I, I just know that happened now, because... Basically, the the pitch of Rogue One was take that end paragraph and just stretch it out into an, an entire movie, and it's it's just kind of a cool moment to be like, I know who those characters are they're talking about now, and I know the history, and it just little tiny moments that make it really cool. If
2: you buy the uh, iTunes version, it's got a little asterisk at the end and it says, "See Rogue One," and it has a hyperlink to buy the. Oh, doesn't no. really? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? I was about to be like, What the hell?
3: <laughs> got him. <laughs> you, you did come me in. I was like, that sounds like something i would fucking do. They shoot at troll
2: level. You. Next edition.
3: <laughs> um, so talking about Vader, when he burst in, the, the only explanation I, I can give for his whole thing, and I think we talked about this in episode one, is he basically comes in, and watching it straight after Rogue One, the first time he talks to Leia, Leia's like, I'm on a diplomatic mission. He's basically like... You bitch! You're part of the rebellion. I'm sick of your fucking lies. Fuck off! Because he says it like he points. I just just like, fucking You're saw part you. of the rebellion. You're a liar. God fucking jam it! Give me the plans. Bye. Go, go to your and room. It's, um,
0: it's like the yeah. kid that you like watch smash a window, and they <laughs> run away down the street, around the corner. You catch him, and you're like, "I just saw you like smash a window," and they're like, "No, no, I didn't." It's the <laughs> no, it's
3: I- the only explanation I've been given that makes any sense to me because people were like, "Why? Why is Vader?" so... In the original trilogy, people always question, why is Vader, at the start of New Hope, angrier there than he is for the entire rest of any of the movies? And after Rogue One, people were being like, well, it kind of makes sense now, because he just had these people literally run off right in front of his face after stealing stuff. He then gets on the ship, and everyone's just lying to his face, and he's just like, <laughs> I fucking had it up to here with the bad Van- all of you. It's like, I'm so sick of shit um so that's like the only explanation for the 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 difference in the way he walks and stuff i just like zone out because i'm just like the suits the costume design and like how comfortable and ease it would be to walk in them now and do stunts and whatever else and fight in them compared to back when they made it in 77 or 76 whenever they filmed it would be way 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 different it would be cumbersome i think
2: I i think the solution to this problem is really easy they um, remake a new hope. No. <laughs> don't <laughs> remake. *Infras* Strikes Back.
3: I don't like this little smirk you got happening on your <laughs> face when your blasphemous speaking happening over here.
2: Uh, it's going to happen. They're going to run out of ideas.
3: Nope. Yeah. They will not. Twenty years. Yeah, nope, 20 it's going to happen. happen. Nope. Nope. Would it be a
0: weird? Would it be a weird world where <laughs> like a new hope looks newer than the prequel movies?
3: That would be weird. Yeah. It does though, doesn't That's it? Weird. That's something. Yeah. That's is that something you, you know, like? Is that something that came to your head when you was because whenever, we're watching I, the prequels whenever so close I watch it, like
0: whenever I I've always felt this way. Whenever I've watched it, it's like you have to turn that part of your brain off. But there's some technology or like stuff they're using in, in like A New Hope and in the original saga, the original trilogy, where you're like, how did how did this come from? What's in the first three, like how like did the this... pixel, the pixel yeah. graphic, yeah, like how did this devolve Navigating. so badly? How did this happen? <laughs> what did everybody just be like? Tape recorders are clearly better, and like just like floppy disks, floppy, floppy disks, we need floppy disks. We need more <laughs> floppy disks. It's just, it's just confusing and just.
3: <laughs> I will say on the. Uh... Like, just the general sense of the film, like the way it's filmed and stuff like that, especially compared to the... After watching the prequels, one thing I noticed watching them so close again is watching all the prequels, which George Lucas directed, very still shots. They're very smooth shots or just, like, stationary shots. There's not too much crazy stuff happening. There's not huge sweeping crane shots or any handy cam or stuff like that. But I remember... Uh, when, R2, when R2's going along the, the sand after crashing and he runs into the Jawas for the first time in the cracks there, it is a bunch of handheld camera footage and stuff like that. And it just feels really weird to picture the same George Lucas that did this and this movie's very real, it's lots of sets and, you know, the effects and he's got this handy cam footage and it just feels a lot more raw and alive and then you watch any of the prequels and it's plastic and steel and a lot of it's just so boring and bland and it's got way more colours and better costume designs and stuff like that, sure, but the world just feels so much more faker in those movies compared to, to this one, which had like a, a tenth, or whatever the hell of the budget is, and it's, it's just like, oh God, how did we get there? How did well George, just one of those moments, I guess. Mm. Does anyone else have any thoughts on the, like the re-watching this, thinking about the differences between all these movies and the way they're shot
4: and made and stuff like that. Yeah, George Lucas was probably senile by then, so he's like, oh, just rely on all the CGI, (laughs) so, yeah, just do that. No, don't move the cameras. Let's just sit here and do one shot, so that's probably what happened. Laziness. Can't be fucking moving cameras.
3: Just stick at the end of the corridor, have the characters walk towards it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't matter how good this is, uh, everyone's going to see it. Just bust, get it out.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's... He fell in love with CGI something, yeah. crazy. Mm. And I mean, did everyone watch the what version of New Hope did everyone watch? That is a question we should probably ask, actually.
0: I OG. had to watch the. For some reason, the only copy I had was the one where they had added all the, all the. Because I'm watching the Blu-ray one.
3: I'm yeah, watching
2: yeah. the Blu-ray. Blu-ray which has all the CG yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, with the Buddy? speeder in the in the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was pretty awful.
0: Yeah, you said when when I mentioned it last week, you were like, "I can't remember" or "I don't think I've seen that before," and we were like, "Oh, you will, you will notice yeah. it." Like, I
2: think the uh, last one I watched was either on VHS or DVD, like around <laughs> when the first ep- it first came out, and then probably just catching bits and pieces on TV.
3: But- oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> uh, which which version was you watching, buddy? The non CGI as well.
4: Non CGI. Yeah, I downloaded it. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> In my defense, I do I, I do own them all on Blu-ray, but um, since packing packing my house, uh, they're all in, they're all boxed up, and uh, yeah, I just couldn't be stopped finding them. Fair enough, fair enough. I I, I mean, for the
3: most part, what, the the Blu-rays. I'm like the Blu-rays. They look good, like and in in a whole across all three of the original movies, there are some things I can point out, especially in like episode five and six. I think where the fixed stuff. Uh, be it Yoda or like other special effects, like the lightsabers in episode four, even the lightsabers uh, have been fixed and they look way better because they look more like the prequel, way brighter and stuff like that compared to the original ones. All that sort of stuff, I'm like, great. I don't mind all these changes. But then you do have like the Tatooine scene where they're coming across the abundance of where George just went... Control-C, and then Control-V to a bunch of stormtroopers and fucking shit just all Freaking across the screen. Droids you're like, past them. Yeah, droids oh, just, just walking past The worst and one shit. for me isn't
0: the droids and stuff. It's, like the it's cre- Jabba. It's the creatures and Jabba. Oh, Jabba. Are Jabba are like- the Jabba
3: is the worst oh, scene. You're like,
0: Did he oh, shrink?
3: Really? Jabba is the worst scene. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he, he makes like a noise. It's like Han steps on his tail and Jabba's just like... Oh! <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like this big character who's basically like the godfather of like the mob boss of fucking huts <laughs> and just had some random smuggler and step on his die. tail and the best he has is Bleh! like he didn't just go kill that No but back. is like, he like smaller shoot, oh, man, than just in just the other my films? Fucking tail.
2: It seems like it.
3: No I think it... I, I, I always try and think of it as, like, maybe when he's sitting down because it's just, like, the tail's tucked up or whatever. He
4: just looks better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's he, he got really depressed between A New Hope yeah. and Return of the Jedi. He, like, it. bulked yeah. up. What That's what happened.
3: That's Too right. many ice cream buckets after he broke up with his girlfriend.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hence the layer of slavery. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming off Rogue One... One of the interesting things about watching New Hope is when we get to the the council room scene um where Vader's is standing there and Tarkin's there, and they 're talking to the everyone else in that circular table and you can kind of go i mean this is just we it's nice to play along in your head like that chair was probably where Kranik was supposed to sit, but he died not like only moments ago or like a, less than twenty four hours ago, but he probably would have been sitting in that seat right now if he hadn 't been killed on Scarif and uh, um, I think especially when you're watching the movie so close it's like moments like that you are like that would have been really cool the funny Karen? thing
0: for me I really it's really funny now and I don't know why I always thought this beforehand it's really funny now to th- sit back and think how short Tarkin's command of that death star is
3: yeah it's very short it's
0: extremely <laughs> short and especially
3: uh, after rogue one because you now know yeah like a you few know days. it's
0: literally <laughs> like like a couple days like a couple days yeah and that's, that's ridiculous for me, because I don't know why, but I feel like Tarkin would be some... Like, originally Tarkin would be like, this has been his ship, he's like been on it for ages, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like three days. No, he was, three days he was in charge of the Death it.
2: Star, just not the weapon.
0: Yeah. I
3: know. Yeah, if, so Tarkin, worked, Tarkin was working on the Death Star for ages, like, if you... You see Tarkin, of course, at the end of episode three, standing there next to Vader. They they do one of those CGI shots even in episode three, but they never show a close-up, and he he walks away before they go to the close-up mm-hmm. between Vader and Palpatine. And yeah, it's, T- Tarkin was in charge of kind of putting it together, the materials and overseeing the, the general construction of the Death Star, whereas Krennic's job was the actual yeah. weapon okay. itself. So they that's what I'm saying. They both, they, these two characters spent their lives... Pretty much working on this this giant circular orb and died very quickly after it became operational. <laughs> it's, it's just like f- fucked up, really. But I don't care because fuck them, they're evil characters. Bye. So, you know, it's. Oh, I've got a note here. Um, I'm not sure if it's
2: from this movie or the last movie, but is there still a Senate? How is there still a Senate if
3: there's an Emperor? I don't understand. If there's still a Senate, at this point, there's still a Senate. They, the Senate is dissolved some point before Leia is. Shown old around getting blown up, I believe that's when, like, where it's mentioned that the senate's being dis- basically that's where you can think the senate's being dis- dissolved. Um, how, how is the senate not being dissolved? Because uh, Palpatine takes control in episode three, but he just can't, he doesn't make the move to dissolve the senate, I guess, until in
0: Rogue One, they say we can't, we've got to keep this. They pretty much say at some point, we've got to keep the Senate happy until the Death Star is actually operational because yeah. it's a thing where it's like, if you piss off the Senate early before you have the Death Star, they could probably mount some kind of... Yeah,
3: well, it was basically the reason he wanted the weapon. because So they start building the Death Star before the rebellion even begins and people are always like, because in New Hope, it's it's sold to us as here's the Death Star. We're going to use this weapon to put an end to the the rebellion because we're going to use it to, to kill off the rebels and inflict fear into the galaxy once again. But yeah, when it was when it was starting to be built in Episode Three, and the original plan was like, I'm going to have the most powerful fucking thing ever up in the sky, and then if I say, and then the Emperor can just say whatever he wants, and no one will be able to say shit. Dissolve the Senate. Hey, you can't des- do that. Shut up. I'll blow up your planet. Yeah, like, so you, that's pretty much... Imagine that
0: conversation. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. What's what's your planet? Oh, my planet's Alderaan. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. we'll see you in about a couple minutes, Peyton. <laughs> so- yeah.
3: So I, I, in my mind, I always picture the scene where Leia's there right before Alderaan getting, getting blown up. I kind of picture a Senate meeting happening at that point or something along those lines. And then they get word slowly as they're all in meeting that Alderaan just blown up. And then the whispers start around the room kind of like, oh, shit, 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 shit. And then Palpatine's like dissolved and they're all like uh fuck like <laughs> what are we gonna do shit um so that's how I, they haven't really covered it in any material like exactly how it goes down as far as how I amazing
0: now thinking about it is like you know palpatine in his full like emperor get up like getting around the senate like you know doing (laughs) paperwork. I don't think he's doing paperwork. Oh, I need to sign this bill. (laughs) Do it. Do it now.
3: (laughs) Good Lord. Um, Well, I was going to ask a question. When I was watching the, the cantina scene, I never thought of this before, but I was trying to think what I originally thought when I was a kid watching the scene for the first time. And I can't remember, but I can't imagine it being anything other than what the mm. fuck am I watching? Because for some reason, when I was watching it again for this time, and I've watched, obviously, New Hope a bunch of times, when I'm watching it, and I'm just like, what did anyone ever think watching this movie for the first time? Because they cut to a bunch of really weird-looking characters. There's aliens that basically look like they have anuses on their face. Like, there's weird bug-looking monsters. All sorts of crazy stuff. And especially during the 70s, it, it would have been like, what the fuck am I watching? And even when I was a, a little kid watching this, I would have been like... What, what am I? What am I even watching? Does Does, does anyone here I remember think, what they thought the first I, time watching this? Or I, any thoughts on
0: that? <laughs> I don't remember what I was watching, but I always remember whenever I watch this, and I'm going to say something that's probably sacrilegious to you, Dylan. You've already said lots of sacrilegious. I'm just gonna. Shit. This is probably the worst thing I could. I might say. Do you ever wish you could cut small parts of this movie out? Like, there's several sections we've already gone through that I'm kind of like, I kind of wish that was gone, and I kind of wish no. that was gone. Like I, I wish, I wish the whole—I um, don't know those two characters' names that were in Jeddah and then made it all the way to Tatooine.
4: Buttface guy, yeah. and you want to cut their scene, Yonder Buttface guy. Yeah, they have names. I can't remember. Yeah, nah, Yon, got that's why to hire a got Star Wars <laughs> y- Yonder Bubba is the guy that gets his arm cut off. Yeah,
3: that's one of them. But yeah. And then the guy other cut? It.
0: Because that scene is terrible. I hate that scene. Do you hate that? Scene? Oh, that's terrible. I'm like, why? No. We, we
3: get to see Obi-Wan cut off someone's arm. Yeah, Obi-Wan's cut, cut some off some arm. somebody's arm, but I'm just like, eh. eh. I'm Excited know. very easily. I don't know. Um Ash, do you do you remember what you you no. th- ever thought watching this? Or no, it was just aliens. What the- I bet I bet
2: the executive was thinking just aliens? we're gonna sell a bunch of toys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guido. And they
3: did, so yeah.
4: <laughs> um, buddy. I don't remember, man. It probably would have been like 25 years ago as a, tri- as, a, as a really small child. So, yeah, I got no idea.
0: Can we all agree that the single best piece of music in the entire Star Wars franchise is the cantina no. music? Nope. Yes. Nope. Yes. It's
3: pretty yeah. good. It's Jewel of the
0: Fates. It's amazing. It's Jewel of the Fates.
3: Copyright. Shut up. Um... <laughs> every time you uh, anytime I marathon all these movies it always weirds me out Obi-Wan really weirds me out in this movie because here's a guy who took in Anakin at the age of what was probably 8 or 10 got told he was too old and then when he he dies was probably thinking I fucked up by training that kid like what a what a a, a stupid idea fucking Qui-Gon Jinn fucked me (laughs) on that one guys like I should just listen to the castle like obviously that Yeah, like oh, God damn it! Like I shouldn't have traded that damn eight eight year old or ten year old, whatever he is. And then, I hope he won in this movie. He's like, "Hey, Luke, probably way hitting either. puberty, or whatever age you are. Like older, you're a teenager, like eighteen. Yeah, or, uh, I think he's yeah. like sixteen or seventeen or something like that. When or, do you think puberty like hits? But it's like, I don't know. That's what it felt like saying. <laughs> um, he's like, here's this way older kid, and come along. Come along, the son of the evil lord that fucking went evil, that was trained way beyond the date that the Jedi Council wanted me to train him at. But the son of that guy... I'll train you now, and you're double the age he was when I trained him. Please, hold this lightsaber yeah. in my house. You've never used one before. <laughs> just begin waving that fucking thing around. No problem, willy-nilly. Don't cut your hand off. Be really careful. Not no, yet. you'll be Let okay. Let me just straight Good up lie to you this whole like...
2: entire time as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just
3: <general. laughs> it's just like, Obi-Wan in this movie is so weird. And, it, of course, he is really weird because a lot of the things they did to that character, yeah. they didn't know when they was making this movie. However watching this movie in context of all everything we know that comes after and before this, Obi-Wan in this movie... Well, he has been really living weird. alone for how many <laughs> years? Just like, so what is going
2: on? I get You get a bit weird after that. Uh, he just wants to talk to someone. Too
3: many.
0: <laughs> I even talk to think people. that Obi-Wan in this movie is really weird compared to Obi-Wan in that Rebels episode.
4: Mm.
0: Mm. Like, that... I wish... Even though we only got a small snippet of him in that Rebels episode... That Obi Wan is heaps better than the Obi Wan we got because the Obi Wan we got's confusing as fuck. Yeah,
3: I'm a wizard. I'm a and wizard. A, 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 I'm a, it's old wizard Ben. Ken- I wonder if Ben Kenobi could be uh, an Obi Wan Kenobi.
4: Old wizard. Obi-
0: I don't know if I've brought this up on this yes. podcast. You, you have, yes. <laughs> I'll do, worst person in disguise, incognito oh, ever. Tell me.
4: Yeah. yeah worse <laughs> he's supposed <laughs> to be in hiding and he keeps his last name yes <laughs> yeah
0: well, I, have I wonder if
4: this, it, but... I wonder if Ben Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, know each <laughs> other
0: no no it's even worse when you say it's old Ben Kenobi <laughs> old Ben Kenobi they, they used to call him old Ben Kenobi it's like yeah.
3: hmm, I wonder I if old they're Ben related. Kenobi could be old Obi-Wan Kenobi
0: <laughs> and
3: then when and then when Obi-Wan's like that's me Luke's like yeah, what a surprise. Oh, shit, really <laughs> what <laughs> were the chances
0: i Unbelievable. The force what a The Force covered it up, yeah.
4: Unless Kenobi's like the force. Smith... Also, yeah, it's, Smith Smith, it's the Smith It's the Smith surname in the galaxy. That's what it is. Everyone's Kenobi. Like,
3: oh, there's so many damn Kenobis around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's really
3: weird. I don't know it was I weird. the chances the It's disappointing
2: that. that you didn't recognise um, R2-D2. Or is or
4: yeah, he I being think, sly? Um,
3: I, in my mind, I just retconned him... Pr- I, in yeah, I, in my mind, yeah. I retconned it that he's being sly.
4: Dementia. To, to help
3: with that. <laughs> But that... Yeah, just be like, or oh, or oh, yeah. senile. Old <laughs> yeah. droids look the same. Hashtag <laughs> not all <old> droids.
2: <laughs> I also thought it was cool that they
3: mentioned the Clone Wars. <laughs> Maybe I, had, I hadn't picked didn't realize that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the yeah. You didn't realize that. It. Yeah, it's like one of the things. Um, of course, when the the prequels were coming out, everyone just it's like, well, they got to cover the Clone Wars because they mentioned that. They got to mention they got to have the actual war because they talk about his dad being a general and. Obi-Wan being a general. They they mention all these things that you see in the prequels, but you just They just didn't do it very well when they actually did the prequels. The Clone Wars sounds a lot more exciting when Obi-Wan speaks about it in this movie than it actually is in that the prequel movies.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, talking about Obi-Wan. Everyone likes to... this is another thing I was talking about. So this can tie into the the Rebels episode. The the fight between him and Vader. Ever since the prequels came out. I know a lot of people have problems with that fight because they're like. Why is it so slower and more placed out compared to the the prequel? That's what era happens where when it's you get old. thousand one backflips in the air and all all sorts of you stuff just like that. Well, it's not that. It's the the same. It's the same reason I gave when we watched the Rebels episode where um, Obi wan fired Darth Maul where they stare at each other for a long while, they do a couple quick quick lightsaber hits, and then take each other down. Whereas even those two characters, when they fought during the Clone Wars episodes and Phantom Menace, were doing flips and stuff all over the back. And it's the same between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, where it's proper samurai, which was where George based the lightsaber fighting on it was like samurai fighting and stuff like that, where it's these two characters know each other, know the fighting style so well, that kind of stuff, that they're constantly just playing out the moves in their head and they don't need to do all the flippy stuff and dodging and stuff like that. It's just more connecting and slower. So even though they didn't, uh, this wasn't what they were doing when they were making the fight, I think it makes sense in the scheme of Star Wars universe, especially because they've stuck to that with the Rebels episode between um, Obi-Wan and Mole and stuff like that. But people are always looking for an explanation between for why their fight was... Kind of weird in the New Hope. What happened to Obi Wan? Also, why did he disappear? Where's the body? Well, he 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 became a he he joined the Force. His whole body joined the Force.
4: Straight up turned into a Force Ghost straight away. Whoosh. Yep. On the spot. Peace out. But yep. then felt, why did, like yep. the <laughs> yep. did Qui Gon
3: Jinn have a body? Why did Qui have a body? Because they didn't decide to make him into a Force Ghost until years later, and they had, they should probably
4: re-edit that <laughs> in the Blu-ray. <laughs>
0: Did Yoda just he went disappear? into purgatory uh, and had
4: to prove himself to get into Force Ghost Heaven first. Yeah, did, yeah. For, for <laughs> burdening, did, um, for Obi Wan with that again. Far out. Far
1: out.
3: Fucking god.
4: Sorry. Important point.
0: Why didn't Obi Wan just like keep a pocket full of sand?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know like, your weakness. Just
0: throw sand at Darth Vader. Just it's like right, it, sand. It, it, just Throws him. it out his eyes But the, the mask this, like, doesn't go through the mask no, no, but it, like, it would get like, sucked into his breathing apparatus He'd be really inconvenienced He'd be pissed Inconvenience He'd be really inconvenienced <laughs> is, your, is your thing you
3: just said I <laughs> did He would be super oh,
0: inconvenienced And then you stab him And then it's like then, You uh, know <laughs> Job done Job done Saw so,
4: so oh, Guerrero so, so, so pops up Gives uh, Darth Vader his inhaler <laughs>
0: You can, you can have a puff of mine, man. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine.
3: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens an hour and a half into this podcast. Uh,
3: no, this is what happens five minutes into any episode of Platinum Explosion, yeah, so I'm not true. surprised at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone question. else have any uh, thoughts on New Hope watching it? Um, just general wrap-ups or notes they took on it, uh, Impression if you haven't watched the movie for a few years, any thoughts and stuff like that, Ash?
2: Yeah, like I said, it was kind of slow, especially like it took like eighteen, twenty minutes before Luke was introduced. So, I that's something I noticed. Like, yep, maybe because I was like, oh crap, I don't have much time before we have to. Hope this starts getting along. <laughs> I left it till the last minute to start watching these. Uh, yeah, and then, but at the end, they all seem to be very hunky dory. Han came in and saved the day, and everybody's so super happy to see him. But everybody was super pissed with him before. Yeah, so it's
0: kind of yeah.
3: <laughs> Characters in this yeah, movie they're. are very forgiving. A Um, uh,
0: Kieran. I guess my couple of these. What is the shout out to? My favorite scene, that's probably my favorite scene for the wrong reason, is the uh, and I I, I I thank my friend who showed me this every time when I watch it. But when they're entering the uh, when the stormtroopers are entering the prison area, and one of the stormtroopers like smacks his head <laughs> off the <Yep>. door frame. <laughs> I replay it like three times every time I watch the movie. At that point, I always have to like rewind to do it again because it's just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you do, if you don't know about that. Audience members, tweet at me. I'll, Most people you. know about that yeah, scene. It's like Some a famous blooper. I want to introduce that real. to somebody's life. I want to do something oh good God. for once in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> also, do you prefer if Han shot first or second? First, first Han shot first.
2: I, I um, I don't care. Han shot accurately. Okay. That's all that matters. It.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, if, as long And as Guido
4: didn't him His white, shot was it. terrible Have you seen Guido's shot? Yeah, Guido misses by a mile
0: <laughs> It was the force, <laughs> man Maybe The force like bounces it around
4: No, don't start that crap <laughs> <laughs> um, Buddy? Uh, yeah, I took a few notes um, One of my favourite scenes Was the Luke Kind of getting out of his dwelling And overlooking the two The two suns or moons Yeah and then the, oh, yeah. the beautiful shot, beautiful yeah. shot. Soundtrack plays, love that. Um, one of the funny moments was um, Obi Wan when he when he goes, "Oh, blast points uh, too accurate uh. for Sam." People only <laughs> yes. Imperial stormtroopers are that precise. <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you kidding <laughs> me, oh, Good Joe? What kind of? He is senile. He he, he must be senile. Man, back in the that. day, stormtroopers uh, were so precise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the the other thing was, I found it really weird that they were burning the Jawa bodies. Did they explain that at no. all?
3: No, no. no. The just flame trooper just burns everything. Just picture were Just, so picture they were just cold. Flame trooper just burn. <laughs> just burn, just burn everything. Why did they burn? Why did they brought? Yeah, burn did they art, die whatever through whatever burning or was it because their bodies. bodies didn't look like they were burnt? Looked like they were eaten or something. <laughs> yeah, they burnt to a crisp. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually one of it's one of the most disgusting scenes in the movie and I remember as a little kid it scared me. It's the reason New Hope scared me is that scene. I was like Ugh. I know.
0: <laughs> I imagine I have just got the image of young like little Dylan Yeah, cuz didn't Star Wars didn't your parents play this
2: while you're in the crib or something?
3: I watched this first time when I was like 4 or 5. When you're or 4 or right? 5, yeah.
0: sitting there playing, watching Star Wars, you see these two like gross like figures and you're just like Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Sucks on farm (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Scariest moment
4: of my life, people
3: (laughs) (laughs) Watch your next one, buddy
4: Uh, Yeah, I had two more I love the Obi-Wan death Kind of resigned to his fate Knowing that if he'd have kept battling Darth Vader That Luke wouldn't have left So he kind of knew that you know He had to sacrifice himself for Luke to leave Because he was too young or stubborn And would have stuck around And all that all that yep. stuff, um, and then the final point is no medal for Chewy. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, what's up with that? They rewrote um, a book about it. They rewrote a it,
3: book. Yeah, they did a they did a, in the the Chewy comic book they put out like a year or two ago. He gets his medal. He gets oh, his, they he show that he gold. has it, and he, he Chewy goes on a solo adventure to some planet and meets this girl, and he teams up with her to like help take down the. It's like a throwaway storyline. Like it's very much. You, I wouldn't suggest reading it. But they, at the end of it, Chewie gives this girl his medal. And that's why he, he, he's like, he befriends this girl and he's like, here, you have the medal.
4: <laughs> there.
3: Yeah. There's that. But yeah, in the film context, why didn't he get a medal? And we see it in the film. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and that's pretty much it for
2: me. What about, I what about you, Dylan? I I we, uh, making... One last thing first mainstream incest ever. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nope. Set
2: nope. the th- nope. set the scene for Game Wait,
0: of Thrones. Well, That's what happened. Doesn't count. Doesn't <sighs> count if you don't know,
3: man. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't say it. Don't say it. The incest don't doesn't happen it. in this movie, does it? That was like no. super no, tragedy That's empire. He just says she's beautiful yeah. or something like that. When he says, "Like oh, she's really beautiful. Well, she's so pretty. I like her so much." And then Han comes in, like, "Do you reckon a girl like me and her? Nah, nah, she's mine." My- Moin, moin. Nah, wouldn't go for a smug like he, huh? Nah, mate, not moin. They're called dibs. <laughs> like, like, <That's> the... <laughs> Yeah, dibs, mate.
0: Also, <laughs> the writing for Luke in this movie was signs of things to come. <laughs> like, some of the writing was atrocious, George Lucas. Everyone,
3: like, everyone complains and says, like, Mark Hamill's terrible at this. I don't think no, Mark no, Hamill's no, great, great in this, and he's, Mark Hamill's definitely better in episode five and six. You could see However, the resemblance between I think for Anakin the and the majority Luke. of the... Mo- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> For the majority of the movie, I think he's fine. His worst line is his first one, where he's like, but I'm going to go to toji station and buy some power converters." <sighs> 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 that is the worst line of the movie. Shut up, ever. Luke, you're grounded. Luke, yeah, pretty much. It's like a really weird scene to especially be introduced to your hero of the, the thing. Um, I didn't have much to write down for A New Hope because it's like, there's not much new information added from EU stuff to... Grab my attention, and it's you know it's a movie we've watched a bunch of times. the The most interesting thing is just always trying to just generally watch it straight after Rogue One. I just find it a, like a I find I do really enjoy that package of a watching those two movies back to back, and I've done it twice now, and I, I think it's it's really great. Obviously, not something I'm going to do every second week as much as I like Star Wars because it's like a four hour marathon. But I I just do think the movies work so well together, especially because. As soon as I finish Rogue One, I just want to watch A New Hope. I can't watch Rogue One by itself without wanting to watch A New Hope straight after it. Because it just gets me straight. At the end, it just gets me there. I'm like, oh, I just... Fuck, I need to watch A New Hope. And when I finish A New Hope, I don't feel the rush to watch Empire. Because it doesn't have, like, that lead-on click. Because A New Hope basically finishes and everyone's happy and cheery. And here's some medals. And they're like... But it's not over. And it doesn't have that like cliffhangery end that, of course, Empire has, where to, to lead you on to want to watch the next movie. But yeah, no, New Hope's great. Can't wait. It's all, all sorts of stuff. All right, let's cover quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's cover quickly some Star Wars news and grab everyone's thoughts on these things. So, Star Wars live action uh, trilogy. Of new movies was announced. Uh, Ryan Johnson is directing at least the first one and he's overseeing the general production of all of these movies, which to me, I presume, means like setting up the world, the characters, the general overarching mm. themes and story of the trilogy. But he may or may not be directing all three of them. I'm going to presume he'll direct the first one, then probably pass off, maybe come back to do the third one or something like that. All right, so starting with you, Ash, what was your reaction
2: to this news? More Star Wars is good? Ryan Johnson's a great director. I like all his stuff, so... What more can you ask for? And it's going to be interesting to see what he actually does. Like, it's... It's not tied to the Skywalker saga, so... Yeah,
3: yeah. That's the... I think that's the important thing to point out for people freaking out about this news. It's... It's uh, a, a new trilogy brand new characters, new world, they just keep saying new, new, new stuff you've never seen in Star Wars before, so it's presumably not going to be Jedis, and everyone keeps screaming that it's going to be Old Republic, I don't think it's Old Republic, I think it's going to be set during the period between episodes six and seven, and it'll be like with random characters, or something like that, and it'll probably have nothing to do with the Rebellion, or the Empire, or the Resistance, or the New Order, or whatever the hell you want to call it, like it's just going to be uh, a bunch of Cool characters and just yep. some story. I don't know, um, Kieran.
0: I can I can see this becoming almost akin to the Marvel movies. I I f- for some reason get the f- really I get for some reason <laughs> I get the feeling that uh, we're gonna end up with like two Star Wars movies a year. Yeah, we're gonna get to that point. Probably where we get multiple Star Wars movies in a year. Um, you know, Not complaining. they've already got the monopoly on December. So, By accident, they've know, gonna... they
2: haven't wanted to get it. It's just the reshoots. Oh no, nah, yeah, they keep moving
0: them. Yeah, they keep moving them, and they're like December is pretty great. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope there's they do something new, but there is still some kind of link to what we know as Star Wars. Because I don't want to, I don't want to feel like, you know, this is some other sci-fi movie with a Star Wars sticker slapped on it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, buddy, very worried actually for that kind of that reason Ooh. about, um, you know, what you, the parallels to the Marvel cinematic universe and kind of the oversaturation and how, how dearly I hold Star Wars in my heart. Um, it could be, yeah, I don't want to get over fatigued by it. Like I'm, ex, I'm ex, I'm definitely excited about the news cause you know, I'd, I'd love more Star Wars, but I just don't want them to get too out of hand if you know what I mean. I don't want them to misuse the properties, especially now that, um, well, I guess they've already exhausted the source material, but they've still got Luke, Leia and Han in, in this kind of <clears throat> 7, 8 and 9, what they do outside of that. So, yeah, kind of worried. And especially, I think it's strange, the announcement before The Last Jedi as well, they must be really confident in Ryan Johnson. Like, they've probably seen the movie or how, how it's been handled, so... I just thought that maybe that would be announced closer to the movie or after the movie maybe, whereas yeah, kind of maybe... I, I think the
3: announcement got forced because it was announced during a... Um, like a financial uh, meeting. Like a stockholders meeting or whatever you want to call it like that. So it's one of those things where they have the meetings, they know the information can go... They do it in the video game industry as well, of course, where uh, they'll have these meetings and they will stuff will just get announced because these 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 things are, like, public or they're not very, like, private. They get leaked easily, stuff like that. And instead of just trying to keep it hush-hush because knowing that it probably... The information would probably get out during a stockholder meeting. Yeah. They just announced it properly, which is probably the smarter way because then they get to be in charge of the information that's put out there and they can be, like, put out videos and be like, this is really exciting news instead of just, like, random variety story, like, Mm. leak. Apparently, Ryan Johnson's doing a story and then everyone's like, oh, what's that that even (laughs) mean? So... Yeah.
4: For, for me, um, sorry, quickly, for me, for it to not go down that Marvel route, it would have to be a kind of a linear, linear story with all those characters in each movie, not, you know, here's your Thor movie with some little touchstones to, you know, what's going to happen here. Here's your Captain America movie with all these other things that you have to see in this movie, kind of forcing you to watch all these individual character movies to get the, the gist of yeah. the, this, you know, ensemble movie. So as long as it doesn't do that, then and it doesn't follow that kind of business model, then that might be fine because then it's at least it's a trilogy. Hey, this is three movies in a row. This is back to the future. One to three. This is Dark know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dark do you reckon Night. they
0: do something similar to what they've done with the books where a movie comes out and then they jump back based on the feedback they get from those um, and kind of fill in some points like, Do you reckon we go back and we get um, like a a more maybe Finn based movie, or um, do we go back and why is the character's name slipping from my mind? Ray. Um,
3: (laughs) Poe. No, we're not going to get a prequel for Ray.
0: Not Ray. um, Finn's friend. Poe. Poe Dameron. Are we going to go back and get a Poe Dameron movie? Like it's um, no, because he
3: has his own comic book series. That's basically a prequel series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how they use these extra movies.
3: Um, I've said, I'm such a... As far as I'm concerned, you could make a Star Wars movie that is a legit comedy. You could make a Star Wars movie that is a legit horror movie. You could make a Star Wars... like, As far as I'm concerned, the Star Wars universe is so... It is The reason I love it so much is because the universe of Star Wars is the greatest cinematic whatever universe that feels... Lived in whole, and it feels to, to me if done correctly, you could do every single genre possible to make in the Star Wars universe if written and directed correctly. So, when they announce they're doing three more movies, I'm automatically like, do something crazy, don't make it a war movie, don't make it like a boring, another random character like Luke or Ray is found on the planet and they go on a hero mission, even if it has nothing to do with like the like it's a big thing, but do something crazy, make like a horror movie, a make three a movie. movie. Make- hog like documentary drama series. or something yeah <laughs>
4: mockumentary yep.
3: fucking give it to me yeah what we do in the galaxy <laughs> lock it in lock it in but i think because ryan johnson's in charge of this from the get go and he's going to be overseeing it and at least directing the first one when i when i'm thinking about brick brick yes it's brick right yes when i'm thinking about brick uh, specifically he's that movie to me is like his. That's that's yep. like Ryan Johnson, and it's a very character piece, and it's just got a bunch of characters and a mystery, and it's just a be, It's it's a very weird movie when you think about it and you watch it. it just has this weird off feeling thing. So I can imagine Ryan crafting a weird, smaller scale, very character focused Star With Wars Joseph movie. Joseph Gordon it like that. Oh man, if you put stress <laughs> of Gordon Levitt into Star Wars, I'm fucking sold. <laughs> that is like my life right now. Um, so no, I'm excited. I can't wait to find out more. And I I I also think whenever people are like, oh, they're gonna oversaturate it and like you, you like too many movies are gonna ruin it. I think so, because because of the fact that I read like so many of the comics and the books and all that sort of stuff, the idea of oversaturation doesn't even come to me because I'm constantly taking in Star Wars I guess mm. compared to people who don't read and st- the books and the comics or anything like that that's like that could scare you but to me it's like I'm already fucking reading something like every week or two that's Star Wars an extra movie a year doesn't that, an extra two hour movie barely a year anything. to me is
2: like a drop in the water
3: barely anything
0: not enough yeah not like enough. in
3: the scheme of things it's like so when people are like oh they're trying to tell too many stories I'll run out of ideas and stuff like that I'm like they're, they're, they're putting out things weekly of of Star Wars and they're coming up with stuff and they're they're already... The the stuff they've got in... That's airing in Rebels now, they wrote like three years ago. They're so far ahead on the scale of what they're planning that they... I just... I I think they've been very smart and I completely trust Lucasfilm. Like, I love Kathleen Kennedy. She's like really smart and every time I watch interviews with her, she just seems so passionate and she's great. And the four or five people that are involved in the Lucasfilm story group that oversee everything that Star Wars does... They're all fantastic. They're all very passionate. Um, whenever you watch interviews with any of them, they're just all great. And just because of all those people that I know were involved in the, the behind the scenes of what's happening at Lucasfilm, I just have complete faith because they haven't done anything wrong to me yet. So I'm not going to... And until they until they put out a movie I really hate or they do something bad, I've got no reason to, to be angry. Like if they put out a crappy book every now and then, it's not the end of the world. If they put out a, an average Star Wars movie, it's not the end of the world to me. Mm. Like, I don't need every Star Wars movie to be a 9 or a 10. So, all right. And the last piece of news uh, would be, I'm just going to say, what would you like it to be and what do you think it'll be? Which is they announced that in 2019, we're getting a live action Star Wars TV series, which is something people have wanted basically forever. We got light. We got, IGN did like a fake trailer mm. once for like an old Republic series. I think IGN did that. And people have been on about like, there was a, Talking, There was that one George Lucas was developing basically before uh, Lucasfilm got brought out from him, under him, which was like the Star Wars Underworld series. And the, he, he apparently had hundreds of scripts for that. Ash, what would you like a live-action Star Wars series to be? And what do you th- think it I'd love it
2: be Knights of the Old Republic. Just a straight adaptation. That'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Or like set in that world. That would be the dream. But uh, yep. maybe something like what Visceral was working on, like a ragtag of scoundrels just running around the galaxy just shit doing just, just doing a random job week to week like different job big switch like a yeah. Firefly sort of
3: yeah rip off
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense.
3: That, yeah, that does that's very realistic. viable that's yeah so yeah uh Karen?
0: I desperately want something about not the old republic because if they did nights the old republic I'd be a bit disappointed because there's some twists in that that kind of make it good but um I would, I would love it to be a movie about the Jedi, like, just before Phantom Menace. Like, maybe even more centred around Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, or that kind of Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan's relationship, maybe. Or something like that. That'd be really interesting. Um, but what I think it'll be, it'll be about... Similar to Ashes, but I think it'll be, like, about a small group of, like, rebels. Um... Like almost like Rogue One kind of style of movie without everybody dying.
4: Yep. Uh, Buddy. Yeah, I kind of like Ash's idea. Um, I'd like it kind of be the format similar to what Star Trek kind of next gen was. Was you know kind of discovering planets, different planets, kind of not each week, but you know they're all about kind of discovery and um, seeing different races and planets and things like that. I'd like it to be set nowhere near anything that we've seen before. So maybe just in the in the future, un, 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 unspecified kind of time period after, you know, seven, eight or nine or whatever. And maybe it can be about, you know, the resurgence of the Jedis or something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I don't really have a, a set idea, but I'm open to anything really.
3: Yeah. Um, My dream one would be a school show where it's je- it's like... During the prequel era, Jedi, it's just, you follow some Jedi pupils and it's just set in school. But aren't they and all like six or like seven je- when they're in school? Yeah, but you follow from like, the, introduce like Jedis we haven't seen or something like that. And just Jedi babies. Them. I just want to see day-to-day life. <laughs> no, I just want to see day-to-day so life for like- You want Naruto, but Jedi. Basi- basically, I guess. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, because a lot of the a lot of the bigger ideas, where it's like you're saying, like Qui Gon prequel and all this sort of stuff, I'm like, I can't see that happening in a TV series of being viable. So when you when you think TV series, the reason like Ash's idea is probably the one that's going to ha- that's what you said is what I think is going to happen because. You, as soon as someone says that, or you think it in your head, you you just see it easy. It's like it's a serial TV show week to week. They can just introduce random. It's like we're gonna take this cargo from A to B. That's a forty-two minute episode. Um, you just introduce some random bad guy. They pop into every three episodes, and that's that's a TV show. That's like what most TV shows are, and most TV shows are crappy when you boil them down. But that's <laughs> that's how it is. Um, so yeah, that's it. But yeah, my dream one would be to get more prequel era. Stuff because I just love seeing Coruscant during the, the prequel era time, and if they did a show like that where it followed around uh, Jedi's teaching who weren't actually off during the Clone War or something like that, you could just see a whole bunch of Coruscant have them deal with random baddies that beat up I don't know stuff like that. But I just I just basically want more Coruscant.
4: I could definitely get um, behind Degrassi grassy Jedi. High. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about what
4: Still about Palpatine Jedi <laughs>
2: slash House of Cards show? Yeah. <laughs> no, no.
3: Yeah, without the touching no. <laughs> Yeah, two tsunami two With tsunami. Christopher Plummer um, <laughs> Please, Lord um, His surname I is was go- was- <laughs> No, please stop <laughs> you, old Stop um, I, was going to- I was going to give my general impressions of Battlefront But we'll probably just wrap it up instead of doing that Why don't you just give us your quick like impressions Come nice back next theory.
0: week if you want to hear that no. It. So come no. back next Tell week and I have next played week.
3: More of, I'll have played more of Battlefront. Um, so will But I. a BT dubs on that, by the way, in case you didn't read the news, there is DLC coming out on the 13th. Uh, Single-player DLC on the 13th. That is Last mm. Jedi time where you're going to play as Iden Versio during like the Rise of the First Order. And that's coming out on the day Star Wars comes out. So... I, that's that's cool it's, I'm glad we're getting single player DLC for this game as well as multiplayer DLC and stuff like that and that's great but join us next week where I'll talk more about Battlefront you can go to Explosion Network's YouTube channel I've already got the Let's Play up right now the first uh, prologue first chapter whatever you want to call maybe it maybe more by now Battlefront maybe more by now that is true I don't know how much work all can the I put work. in I can put in all the work putting, putting in all the work, work. <laughs> that sounds like great podcast <laughs> alder. idea older on work putting in all the work fucking god um. thank you for joining the us the longest for our, piece of uh, content probably, this will probably be the, the longest episode of Explosion Network content ever and this will be the longest episode of um <laughs> older and Explosion as far as I'm concerned but I've had a great time I like talking about Star Wars I don't know if that's evident by, <laughs> at this point I'm, I'm glad you've all been here to join me along this ride you can find Twitter, me on
2: Twitter at Ashley Hobley A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y it's a thing <laughs> thank you
0: Kieran, where can the people find did you? You can uh, find me playing Wizards Chest on the Millennium Falcon, or over at Twitter at your boy Ringo.
3: It's at Explosion, a, a Explosion Pod Twitch, or oh well, if you, you want to che- j-
0: if you want to watch me on Twitch, like Twitch.tv/slash okay, Explosion. Okay, network.
3: You, you said on Twitch, and then- <laughs> did
0: I say on Twitch? I meant Twitter. So okay, so either you. <laughs> at your boy Ringo on Twitter or twitch.tv slash explosion network. You're going to edit oh, this so it Twitch? sounds thank tr- you. like
2: he knows um, what he's talking about, right? Um, no? No? Okay. Um, no, I'm not.
0: You know, hell no, one. Okay. am Hell fucking no, one. That's fine. Capable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and special guest star Buddy Watson, thank you for joining us for this very long episode. I hope you've had a great time talking about Star Wars. Uh, where can people find you?
4: Yeah, it's been awesome, man. Uh, You can find me over at Twitter, at BuddyWatson12, and you can also uh, go find my podcast, Review Culture. It's on iTunes, the soon-to-be-defunct SoundCloud, and all good podcast services. So uh, we've been uh, on a break for a month, Uh, got married, all that jazz, but coming back with the Justice League app next week. So, cool.
3: Very good. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow the show on Twitter at ExplosionPod. And don't forget to like the show, subscribe, share with your friends, do all the fancy, fancy things. Let's be honest, we're about two hours in and I can't be fucked doing this whole schlob of crap at the end of the show. But I hope you enjoyed it and be sure to come back for next week where we'll be talking about Empire Strikes Back and Battlefront 2 and other things. May the Force be with you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy made here with all you need to know about November here at the Explosion Network. Firstly, we would like to extend a big thank you to everyone who donated to our Extra Life campaign to help the big, beautiful kids. You can check out all our challenge videos going up on YouTube over the month of November. While you're over there, check out all our PAX coverage, the Explosion Network's first convention. We have a bunch of videos going up on all the games we played over at bit.ly slash Explosion Network. Also, our best of 2017 awards start in late November, so get pumped for that with more information to come soon. And don't forget, Older on Explosion continues every Friday at 12pm if you want your weekly dose of Star Wars hype leading up to The Last Jedi. And you know, all our weekly shows will continue. Pleasure on Mondays, Plat on Tuesdays, and Grandstand Gurus goes live on Thursdays, All at 12pm. And finally, we will be returning to full form over on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network with all our weekly streams. So keep your targets locked on ExplosionNetwork.com for all of the explosive content. Guys. Guys. What? Guys.
0: Guys. When when Vader and, and Luke Skywalker are both in the Cloud City, they really are Skywalkers. I
3: that is so corny. I don't even know if I can be <laughs> cutting that out and sticking it at the end of the show. Wouldn't, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't even know. Like that might be beyond the point what? of return.
0: How?
2: Anytime they're walking There's on a ship, content. that's like in orb, like in orbit, aren't they? Technically, yeah. Skywalking. Technically, Ash
3: is right. No, yeah. but
0: then they're orbit walkers.
2: What if they're under so the much.
0: in the atmosphere
4: and <laughs> they're walking around the ship?
0: Then they're atmosphere walkers. They're not in the sky.
4: So if they're on Endor, would they be moonwalkers?
0: Hey! Yes!
3: Yeah! (laughs) I hate that you've sunk to the (laughs) fucking level, buddy. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs)